Hey everybody, Jimmy Pardo here from Never Not Funny. The show is right around the corner. Also right around the corner is the Now Hear This Festival. We are being brought to you by them this uh, this week. Come and see us do Never Not Funny live at the Now Hear This Podcast Festival, October 28th through 30th. We are going to be there on Friday the 28th. 10 p.m. show, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you don't want to miss it. There's going to be a lot of great shows there. So go to nowhearthisfest.com to get tickets. Information about the full lineup, hotels, and more. But if you use the offer code PARDO, when you buy your tickets, you're going to save 25% on a three-day pass, and then uh, it also lets them know we sent you. So go to nowhearthisfest.com, use the offer code PARDO, Comedy Bang Bang, Never Not Funny, Super Ego, uh, Hollywood Handbook, Jordan Jesse Go. These are just a few of the ones that are going to be there. The Gist, uh, lots of great podcasts. Nowhearthisfest.com, use offer code PARDO, get 25% off on a three-day pass. Let them know we sent you. Let you know, Never Not Funny is coming in three, two, and... Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way, cause it's been one of those days. You want daddy to give you the business, and you got it. Oh, I didn't expect that. No, I reject your premise. What is my name? Yeah, turn your back, I'll take a swing at you, old man. You've stunned me to silence, sir. My show, my rules. Live on tape, it's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, indeed. Yes, welcome into the program, episode 1909. What's going on? Is my everything? What's happening at my level still over there? Everything the way it always is. Yeah. Why does it sound different in my head? The headphones maybe are not connected properly. Uh, there. Yeah, I, well, it might may have been loose. May have been loose. It is as loose as the opening of this program. Uh, welcome in, everybody. As I said, 1909. Uh, very comfortable day outside. I had some soup. You guys saw that. You mm-hmm. guys were witnessing in the room here to. A delicious soup, a home-style chicken is what they uh, describe this one as. And uh, you're, on a, you're on a real soup kick lately. I like it. Uh, it's easy to make uh, when you arrive here on premise. I. Yeah, yeah. It's a simple meal. No fuss, no muss. No fuss, no muss. And it's courtesy of Blue Apron. It is not. Are they a sponsor today? <laughs> they are not. And uh, But they should maybe think about getting into that uh, area. Of, I know their whole thing is you make it yourself, but what about also we make it for you? How about that? <laughs> Isn't somebody already doing that for you? Doesn't Campbell's provide that uh, service? I'm saying, but their brand. Now Blue people, Apron Soups. Now that people are like, I like Blue Apron. They could be like, well, now we make a soup for you. Well, I think if you watch Shark uh, Tank, you'll see that there's a lot of different uh, startups that are trying to get into the similar to Blue Apron uh, model. But uh, like one was actually was soup. And they, uh, you see that one, Elliot? I know yes, you sir. like to watch that, where they passed on that because the woman got, or the two guys, was it, man and woman? Man and woman, yeah. They got too hung up on, hey, when you're sick, you don't want to do anything and you want soup delivered. Right. Well, the premise here is if Elliot's sick and I wanted to have soup delivered, I go online and I order it, but it doesn't come until Thursday. Yeah. Right. And they got caught up on, and the sharks kept, and the, the, the entrepreneurs and the sharks all got caught up on, yeah, but, but I won't be sick by Thursday. And they're just like, you're ordering fucking soup. It doesn't matter if you're ordering it, if you're sick, if you're in a, if you're in a great mood and you want soup right. on Thursday and Friday. Just stop get, talking get, about being sick. Yeah, get past the sick but part of it. But none of them did, right? None of them got past that. No. And, and therefore, nobody invested for that reason. They're, they're out. out. Yeah. Um, I saw the end of one uh, the other day, uh, Friday, and, and they were 
was, there was a feeding frenzy on this these this kid who made like some sort of a thing that makes fish come to your yeah hook, uh, the fisherman thing electronic uh, buoy and it works yeah. uh, apparently it works and the kid had all the right answers like yeah. he knew all of his shit yeah he had done his homework and and was like not like a lot of people get in there and they're like oh, I don't like they don't know. How, like anything about business this right. guy was like well we're projected to do this revenue by the end of the year and uh, we can and here's why we valued the company at this because it's 5x our revenue and they were like well oh, okay <laughs> right uh, and uh yeah and then they he got the funding he wanted which so was there was great. a feeding frenzy on the feeding yeah frenzy. they tried to fuck him and then because there was so much uh, competition he ended up actually getting the deal he wanted which was yeah. nice to see for once and who did he sign with uh, the guy at the end the hair robert yeah robert Har, uh, what's his last name? Robert uh, Herjavec. Herjavec. And I know uh, the guy who did the, um, is it Echo Unlimited? Is that his his thing? What's going on with my headphones? Yeah, I'm telling you, there's something up. It's Unlimited Echo. Uh, you mean the... the mm, nope, now I can't hear you at all. Hello, hello? Because I, I didn't hear I, you. Because I wasn't talking. No, no, I couldn't hear him when he spoke. <laughs> now I can. Okay. All right. So uh, you're talking about... Uh, what's that guy's name? The African-American guy. Daryl? Is it Daryl? Uh, Darnell? Is it Fubu or is it well, Echo? Fubu. It's Fubu. Fubu. That's that's about Diamond, Diamond Dallas, Dallas Page. Page? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> What's his name? Not Dustin. What the fuck no, is his name? Um, what is his name? Anyway, he just wanted in on it because he's uh, an avid fisherman. Right. <laughs> he's like, I fish twice a month. I'm, okay, great. He does six times. <laughs> yeah. I think six is that what he says? Yeah. Six times a month. Damon John. That's Damon, it. Damon John, and, you're telling me Damon John <laughs> that's fishes what he said. six times a month. Six times a month. That's what he said. Does anybody believe that? I don't. I mean, I assume. Why do we assume? Because he's black that he doesn't fish. Yet. No, I mean, I, I think because I assumed he lived in New York City. Maybe he's he maybe very nice goes all out the time. Maybe he fishes in the maybe goes ocean fishing. He probably has a yacht of yeah, some sort. I'm sure. What's he happening does. out there? Somebody walking back and forth, or is that the? I think is that there the are tree. the infamous palm frond. That does seem. Well, no, that looks like a person. Garen, go check that out in the hallway. And if it is Paul Martin, tell him to go grab a cup of coffee and uh, his cock, and so tell him to go jerk off in his car. <laughs> Unnecessary, dirty. Uh, I just don't buy that he goes six times a, a month because uh, who's got that time? I guess if you're loaded, you got that time. If he's not, if he doesn't golf, it's like the same as golfing. You go out for four hours and uh, catch a couple of fish. That's what, you know, the guy that uh, worked on my, uh, when I had that horrible arm elbow pain and, uh, uh, you know, he, he's a big shot. I forget his name. It's not, it's not Job, but it was at his you know, I, I, uh, Job from Arrested Development. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, it was. Uh, what's, it, what's that? The, the world famous uh, Th- athlete. Tommy John. No, Job. It's. Uh, I swear to God, it's Job. Uh, look that up, uh, Garen. Look up. Oh. Don't just stare at me. Look it up. <laughs> it's not sugar. Sugarman. Plum. No, that's Sugarman. No, that's Joe the, Sugarman. That's he's the, the voice, the throat oh. guy. No, this is Jimmy's uh, got all the top guys working on him. By, but just by luck, by the way, <laughs> it's not like I go to. Uh, I, it's like not like I got you're, the best. You're a finely tuned machine, and you need the best. I stumble into the best just out of. Uh, but it's not. The, I, we've talked about this before, and it's not the Laker guy who did like Kobe surgery. I think it is. Remember Eric Karros was there from the Dodgers. Yeah, but that guy's not name is that guy, that guy's name isn't Joe. Is that James? Uh, I forget. No, t- Clapper, Doctor. Oh, I went to Clapper's my knee. Okay, that that is the guy who operated on Kobe. Yeah, I did. Yeah, Clapper. Or, did he operate him, or maybe he just? I don't remember. But anyway, he's, he's always, the, he is the best. He's the best. Clapper is the guy who he, ha- he has his own radio show about sports injuries. That's him. Like on the, on the weekends. And again, I just went to him because I said to Andy Richter, hey, who did your meniscus surgery? He goes, oh, I, Dr. Clapper, you got to go to him. And great. 
You know, yeah. Again, I, I didn't know if I was going to go to Dr. Klopper could have been in his basement, right. uh, but it turns out to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And then it's uh, it's the the Job. Job is it? It's a Curlin Job. Yes, down in uh, Culver City, maybe. Yeah, yeah. They're hiding this guy's name, Robert Curlin, and uh, something Job. Something Job. Anyway, it wasn't Job. It was okay. the guy underneath. It's not Curlin either. It's the. Remember I told you you had that beautiful suit and the gorgeous salt and yeah, pepper yeah, hair? Yeah. And, and kind of <laughs> there's something that you didn't want to talk about on the air. That's that correct. Was, uh, and uh, <laughs> told an off-color joke. <laughs> right. And he uh, – uh, but he – the whole reason I bring him up is that he went uh, – he said, uh, well, you're going to have to take a month off from golfing. And I went, okay. And he was like, okay. He goes, if somebody told me uh, I couldn't golf for a month, you know, he goes, I go uh, – 250 times a year or something like that or like i don't know like what what like how many times is a week is that it's, it's like five times a week right uh yes yeah, maybe five times 50 would be 250 yeah you're right it was like so he must go golfing every morning before he goes to the office jesus that's cr- right or he goes three times during the week and both Saturday and Sunday. Well, yes, Matt. We could parcel out any, anything <laughs> you want to do here. Five weekdays and never playing on the weekend is kind of odd to do. Let's not okay. Let's not get cut <laughs> off on that soup. Okay, six I'm soup. Really, I got not get, That's not. Can the you premise. go back to him? I don't care if you're injured or I'm not. I'm saying Just five times a week is answer. still crazy. I want to know if it's Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll talk to him, Matt. <laughs> if it just ends you being this fucker. That's only four, though. I gotta get one more in there. Well, yeah, but probably is that Monday that you're ignoring. Yeah, so he just takes Wednesdays off and Sundays because that's the that's Lord's, Lord's day. day. Yeah, absolutely. I'm guessing he goes out in the morning. Yeah, tells his old lady I'm going out there. But the name like Job. Oh, this one. He's not Job. Job. Sorry. No, but gorgeous head of hair. Probably hides it underneath the hat on the golf course. Sure. By the way, the Ryder Cup. I don't know if anybody. What? We lost Job. Yeah, Job's been dead. Yeah, he's dead. Oh, but his name's still on the uh, Frank. Yeah, that's it. Frank Job. Yeah, he used to be the guy's our guester. No. He used to be the guy that, like, you would hear about it at all, like, sports center. They always go, uh, oh, this can't be good. Mm-hmm. So-and-so's got to go visit Dr. Job, and you know that always, you know, that that's when it's bad. And there's, and there's one other guy. There's two baseball guys. Job was the big one. Uh, as I was saying, the Ryder Cup over the weekend was fantastic. I heard the USA won. They won. Brought it back. Got it back on this soil was mm-hmm. a phrase they used, let's say, way too often. You know what? That reminded me because I saw a picture of Phil Mickelson and I was like, you know what? I haven't heard. Can you give me the update on where is what happened to Tiger Woods? Is he, he was a done? vice captain for the Ryder Cup. Oh. He's got a, a little bit of a beard, kind of an interesting looking beard. And Wait, uh, he, so he was playing. No, no. He was a vice captain. What does that mean? They've added these vice captains, which we used to call assistant captains, uh, captains, but the Europeans say vice captains, and we've sounds, adopted that. Sounds a lot cooler. It doesn't. It sounds <laughs> annoying so. when they say it 4,000 times throughout. Well, it. If, you, if it's me, I would much rather be a vice captain than a, an assistant captain. Assistant captain sounds like you're basically a caddy. That's what you are. Oh, really? You're out there rooting your guys on. That's, that's basically what you're doing. And you're, and you're helping your So he captain. was there, and he's not playing. Correct. Wow. As was Bubba Watson and uh, uh, Jim Furyk, and uh, there was what Tom Lehman. Those are your vice captains. I mean, is that a, I know I'm like just tuning in now, and I think everyone's probably already digested this. Who cares? But one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, he's hurt. He can't play. Oh, he's hurt. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. No, he, and, he, and even he wouldn't have made it this year anyway. Yeah, because he's not good. He's futzing with his swing too much. He's got to go see Job. <laughs> Job visit gone. the grave. He's going to go visit the grave and talk to Job. <laughs> yeah, pay his respects. Uh, pay his respect to get back on the links. Yeah. You know, uh, he, uh, again, he's uh, mustachioed and bearded. Okay. Uh, and uh, you didn't hear the story about how he got the picture? There was a team photo, and mm-hmm. so they put it, he's standing on the side, and they go, no, no, Tiger, you got to you gotta, you gotta get out of there. 
And so then he moves to the other side. Like he, he, like he thought that he's supposed to be at. And then they go, no, no, Tiger, you're not in the, you're not in Get out of here. And he kind of, he, luckily he laughed about it. Like, yeah. oh my God, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, I don't recognize that at all. Oh, yes, I do. Hang on, let's take this. Uh, here we go. I'm going to put you on speaker. Putting you on speaker. Uh, hello, this is a Jimmy Pardo calling. Nope, you're calling me. Who's this? Hey, uh, am I looking, am I speaking to Jimmy? This is Jimmy Pardo, yes. Who's this? Hi, Jimmy. This is Sale Pacific Volkswagen. Calling on behalf of Jonathan. Just want to let you know that cover that we ordered for you is here. Okay, the guy, it's in. You know what? I'm, uh, by the way, appreciate you. You're on the air. Uh, I have to tell you that legally. Um, and uh, I'll call you back to set up an appointment. Is that sound okay? That's perfectly fine. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. And just a reminder, you are on the air. <laughs> I think legally you have to tell them. You can't it's record the, we're the voice. Not, this is a podcast. There's no laws. It's I'm going to tell the guy that we're recording his voice. I'm going to be a, a gentleman is, about it. That is the gentlemanly thing to do. Because he could have said, I don't want to do that. Right. And then I go, all right, well, then I'm calling Pretty you sure he didn't really even know what that meant. That's <laughs> the point. That's the point. You tell it to him. <laughs> you just throw that at somebody randomly. They're like, okay, anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah right. So that way you, my, you get them going. You sure. talk about it. Uh, now, question. Uh, so anyway, so, so then Tiger, they did an interview with him yesterday. And uh, I still maintain he's in the top one worst interviews of all time. He's horrible. Uh-huh. Like, he, like, and, he, and he's uh, actually, you might like him. He likes to nitpick words. Uh, he uh, they go. So is it different to play on the Ryder Cup where it's more for pride than for cash? Well, it's always for pride. You know what he's asking? You're not making money here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it's always for pride and money when you're on the tour, but this is only for pride. Just answer the goddamn question. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, well, of course, but is it? Uh, then he challenged about another word choice. Like, Tiger, we all know what he means. He's, uh, but apparently he was very supportive. That's what I'm told. That he was out there and being supportive. Not like that. Bubba Watson broke down, tears. So excited that the uh, U.S. team won. Wow. And he was uh, proud to be the uh, a vice captain. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was great. It was great. Sounds like Bubba was blubbering. Blubber, uh, blubber Watson. Blubber and Bubba. By the way, Bubba Watson can get a golf ball farther than you could drive your car. That's how okay. uh, That's how long he How did you know my tank was empty? <laughs> what? 240 miles? Yes. Okay. He is very, very good. That's, yeah. Wow. Very good. Uh, it was great. Really enjoyed it. Watched it all day yesterday, the singles matches. Um, Didn't miss a second of it over the weekend. Is... Well, your amateur, not amateur, your, your, uh, what do they call it? Does my amateur status keep me out of the Ryder Cup? Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> That's one question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got that out of the way. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, in your, um, as a spectator, yes. what is your opinion? Uh, will Tiger Woods ever be number one again? I can't, no, he'll never be number one. He'll never be age one number al- one again. Age alone will keep him out of the number one spot. These young kids are, well, how are old is he? Isn't Phil older than him? Phil's 46, but Phil's not number one either. Yeah, but, but well, okay. So will will Tiger Woods ever be on the Ryder Cup team again? Yeah, okay. I'll say yes. I think if he goes back to his uh, to, to some, he's tinkering too much. I never understood. It's like you're the best golfer in the world. Why are you messing with things? Why would you ever mess with it? I mean, don't mess with anything. Use right? the same clubs for the rest of your life. Right? <laughs> same swings. Why would you do any of it? Don't Why would it. you? I would be wearing the same underwear. You uh, every time you play a round of golf, yeah. So you'd watch. He's got that stupid red shirt every Sunday. Every Sunday, I haven't seen it in a while. No, he's not winning. (laughs) 
Yeah, he wore red this uh, weekend because that's the colors of the uh, the squad, red, white, and blue. They love this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crowds, however, and by the way, I'm going to say this now. I was uh, not going to. Uh, Where was this, by the way? Where is it taking place? Hazeltine uh, up in uh, Minnesota. Mm. Uh, Delicious coffee. Here's what I'm going to say. That's hazelnut. <laughs> oh. I, uh, mm, whenever I do a live standing up comedy show and there's some dumb in the audience, mm-hmm. people always feel the need to come up. And I appreciate it. But they always go, hey, don't judge you know, Austin by this, you know, a lot of people in the crowd, you know, there's a lot of good people here. And I was like, of, of course, I get that. I want to, to any of our European listeners, hmm. apologize on behalf of our country <laughs> for what they witnessed uh, up in Hazelden. There were some people in the audience or in the gallery who I don't know if they've ever been to a golf tournament. They were obnoxious and disrespectful. They told one golfer to go uh, to suck his dick. What? He has walk badge and goes, hey, Roy, suck my dick. Wow. And then they made they said uh, you're a, I I'm paraphrasing you're a loser that's why so and so cheated on you. And uh Rory had had enough and got him kicked out. Mm-hmm. Uh they evicted a bunch of people for being fucking just broing out man and just like one point uh Rory is standing uh next to uh like his four, you know two Europeans two Americans uh they're getting announced on the first tee. And Rory's about a foot shorter than everybody else. He's a tiny guy, and so he goes, "Hey, Rory, you're really short from the from the from the audience." And it's like, and I, I literally wanted him to just go, "Yeah, you're sitting up there, and I'm about to hit a golf ball farther, and you know how to fucking drive your car." <laughs> Putting that one back, right? That's a classic. It, it's like it's a, who gives? I'm I'm doing more. You you only wish that you could play. You're watching me play. Yeah. You dumb fuck. Anyway, so did the audience, it was so, it was embarrassing and annoying how rude the American uh, crowds were. Well, luckily, our presidential election is counteracting that with the classiness yeah. that we've seen. It's, it's cra- Matt, that's all I was thinking. It was like, like between, between those two things, Europeans, I mean, I don't even know, the rest of the world, I, I know how I feel like if I see another country where they're having some crazy political situation, uh, you know, you just kind of shake your head. But uh, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed on behalf of this great country of ours, this United States of America. And you know I went to Vietnam, Elliot. I fought for this country. So, you know, I know what I'm talking about. I've got boots on the ground, mm-hmm. right? Mostly in the winter, you know, in snow. Sure. But I will put boots on the ground if necessary. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not going to get my shoes wet if I'm no, yeah, you know, yeah. out in inclement weather. You ever go galoshes? I, I used as a child. I had galoshes, sure. Yeah. But I think they were more popular when we were kids. You don't see a galosh that much anymore. Although I, we don't live in a wet area, so I don't know. My dad used to. Uh, I remember that. That was a very. That was a thing. Mm-hmm. You'd slip those on over your shoes because you have your your dress shoes that you would wear. To, a man would wear to work. Yeah, and a woman, I guess, would wear to work uh, some sort of a uh, shoe. They wear their heels. Do they? They don't wear make uh, galoshes with heels. I don't think they. I don't think the lady would wear the galosh. No, right? she would put a boot on and then keep the. Oh man, I loved in the night of when the the da. The, the, when the case ends, she just takes her shoes off, puts on her sneakers, and walks the fuck out. Yeah. I was like, man, that's a great, great little touch. And I can't stop thinking about that show. It was a nice uh, show. They call that a, a limited series, mm-hmm. is the expression that they use on that. And uh, I wonder what kind of galoshes uh, Totoro's character would use. He had, uh, I know he had that well, foot, foot trouble. Probably Crocs because they're breathable. Right. Got to get the air. I do agree flat. with his son, though. You couldn't have put shoes on for <laughs> – and I and he said those days are past, son. But, yeah. uh, but you show up to do a speech at your kid's school. Don't yeah. show up in red bags. Yeah, I know it's going to be it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable, but it's more uncomfortable for your son to – to wear the whatever the Birkenstocks or whatever the fuck you Birkenstocks wearing. with the plastic wrapped around the foot. 
that that by the way not to get too you accuse me of being nitpicky but i would i didn't understand once he was doing the saran wrap thing can't he just wear any shoe because they're that's not breathing that uh put any sock and shoe on the answer to that i would think would be yes i thought the same thing like you're wrapping it up yeah Uh, you're good to go now sock and shoe it yeah gross yeah, we all have issues. We all got body problems. I go to Doctor Job for uh, my elbow. I go to Doctor. Uh, Who do you go for for your feet? Uh, Foot troubles. Oh, what is his name? I actually did. Maybe you went to the same guy. I went to a guy that Michelle Balloon recommended uh, down on uh, uh, Olympic. Yeah, no. Uh, no? My guy's on Venice. Okay. He's great. What did you need foot for? Remember, I had the, those uh, stupid uh, warts that they had uh, cut out of my foot. Oh, right. Jesus Remember Christ. Remember that? I couldn't even walk. They were Man. so effing painful. Yeah. Remember, they had to use acid to try to get rid of them, and then yeah. the acid didn't work, and then they had to cut them out. Well, the worst. Do you think the problem with the acid was that they threw it in your face instead of putting it on? I think it was an error. Yeah, that was They probably. also just gave it to, uh, put it under my tongue. <laughs> I, may have, I just went to a hippie on the corner. Yeah, and that was... Uh, I mean, you forgot about the problems with your feet for a few hours. Yeah, a little bit. For sure, you know, when you were... I saw a dragon. Dancing with the dragons. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you forget about the feet. Yeah. You know, when you're dancing with a dragon, you forget about the feet. That's right. So true. Do you want to help me go on Shark Tank and pitch the new TV show, Dance with Dragons? <laughs> Do they take TV pitches? That's going to be a One new... One time they did. Isn't that a new show? There's going to be... Or is it already on? Oh, I think it might be... What is, what is that? Is it on Pop or is it on one of those? I forget. But there is some show where, yeah, it's like you're basically pitching scripts instead of business ideas. Who cares? And there's enough going on in this town. I'm a little concerned our guest isn't here yet. Karen, why don't you go look outside? Mm-hmm. Maybe there's, uh, we're having some box issues. Well, he would probably text you if that was the case, wouldn't he? What's with him today? Why? Get your ass moving. <laughs> <laughs> What is what doesn't he seem sluggish today? I don't know. Hey I don't Karen, know. look that up and he just stares at me. <laughs> I had a very like yesterday I just could not uh like I couldn't wake up. I was felt groggy all day. I wasn't sick. I just was I think I just didn't need it to move around and didn't at a certain point in the day when you haven't moved around enough, you're just like, This is it. This is it. <laughs> not getting off this couch. I did a uh I did a ten K yesterday morning. I did oh, wow. the, uh Where's that? Uh, this one was at Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know how I always I do that? Uh, you know, a, a couple of things. I'm going to say this. Uh, there he is. You know my uh, my grand statement of uh, that I'm not going to pay to go and do a 10K? You know, that's mm-hmm. only that's six miles. Right, because for you, if it takes longer to drive there and back than it does to do the race. Well, you got to get, get up at 530 in the morning. Yeah. You got to get the Dodger Stadium. You do the run for the hour. Then you drive home. Uh, you're home at 8.30. Mm-hmm. But that's three hours to just run an hour. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the pageantry, Jimmy. The pageantry. No? no, it's got to be it's got to be half marathon or more. For a, I, I will not do the 10Ks anymore. Excuse me. But you know those, uh, as I said, that those New Year's Day ones that I always do that I say yeah. uh, I'm not going to do them anymore because it's, it's all hills. Did you just sign up for another one? Uh, well, remember I told you, too, they got rid of the hills on that? Oh, sure. Okay. That, that was their big thing. We're getting rid of the hills. Uh, and the hills are around Dodger Stadium. Well, I know the hills are alive. Sound of music. <laughs> this race that I did yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so what I like, all, all that New Year's Day race where it's all, uh, it's great and then it's just awful around Dodger Stadium in the hills. Take away the great. Mm-hmm. And it's just the hills around Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Oh, That's what yesterday was. Oh, I was no. going to say. Nothing but that. There's nowhere to do a race unless you're going up and down hills. It so was. I uh, came in at an hour and a minute. and uh, That's good for a hilly race. was grateful to do that yeah. because it was... It was rough. It was a rough hour. It mm-hmm. was a, and it, I'll tell you what, you want to, when you're up at 530 in the morning, and even though it's an hour race, your day's done. Yeah. Your day, you have no energy to do anything. Mm-hmm. 
And then the night before, you can't, even if you want to go to bed at 8 o'clock so that you get the right amount of sleep, mm-hmm. you're not. Right. Right? And what were we, uh, oh, no, I was up until 1 in the morning watching the Ryder Cup on uh, mm-hmm. Saturday night. So I did not. Uh, did you watch the front line? No. Thing? My wife was out of town on Saturday. And okay. I was busy with this Ryder Cup for <laughs> And so hours. Oliver and Danielle were out of town? Oliver was home. What was his interest in the Ryder Cup? Zero. <laughs> Zero. He made it very clear. Dad, it's not that I don't want to spend time. I just don't want to watch this. And then so then I we didn't watch it together. I, that's why I was up to one in the morning. I had to watch it after he went to bed. Oh, I see. Yeah. I took him to Dodger Stadium on uh, Saturday to pick up the uh, the bib for the race. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had the concession stand open. So we uh, oh. got a hot dog and sat in the stands and watched the Dodgers game on the big screen. Oh, cool. And that was neat. Yeah. We watched a minute or uh, inning and a half of that. And then... Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have to pay to get into that? To get into what? The race? No, into the Dodger Stadium to watch. No, the no, 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 because you're there to pick up your thing. Oh, okay. So it wasn't an actual event. They just happened to be playing it on the screen. Were there other people there the, watching it? Yeah, but, huh. but it was it was everybody that was in the race. Oh, it was part of the race. Yeah. Well, okay, got Part it. of the race uh, ritual. Yes, Elliot Hope. I'm sorry. I'm misunderstanding which day this was. What part? <laughs> Saturday. Okay, because Vin Scully did his last thing, what, on that was like Sunday? Last. Well, well last that week, was the in, last home game was a few days ago, about a week ago. Yeah, okay. but the last game game was in San Francisco. Yesterday. Oh, okay. Which so was we, yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I, I didn't, I was just going to figure out whether or not Vince Scully was involved in this. Vince Scully was not there. My, although I did remind everybody in the in the ballpark that uh, Travis Lee's favorite sport is the yo-yo. <laughs> <laughs> I did remind everybody of that while the, whoever was willing to listen. I'm glad you were able to give them the, the virtual oh, Vince yeah. Scully experience. Yeah. Is that our guest finally? I think so. I thought he was here before. I thought he, who was here before, Garen? Oh. <laughs> Sit down. Sit down and shut it. That's how it's working today. That's how it's working today. Well, it's one thirty-five. What do we talk about? You said one thirty, but uh, you're you're. I don't come on. For a little while, so I don't have you to be there. You come on at one thirty. That's what time you come on. The show starts at one, and you come on at one thirty. You waltz in at one thirty-five. That's an insult to me as your host and L- your friend. Listen. That's an insult. I don't know if you realize that I was on basic cable for sixteen years, <laughs> and this is not a way that you talk to a has been. <laughs> you were cable ace nominated, correct? I was, and that was the death knell of those awards. <laughs> it was the last. Did they year. cancel that? Was that award? the last year? I, yeah, I think everybody in the audience just looked around and went, "Why are we here? Right? <laughs> what, what are we doing?" Well, that was when cable was considered a separate. That was not considered yeah. television. It was. That's it, right. it was not going to compete. Yeah. They were never in the Emmys. They didn't have right. a shot. Yeah. But now you got uh, Mr. Robots winning Emmys. Yeah. He's on USA. Yeah. I think CB radios might be on the, the Emmys now. <laughs> There's a couple of truckers oh, that uh, are up for, for things. Tomorrow's uh, CB radio day, by the way. Is uh, it? 10-4, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's an official sense. CB radio day tomorrow. 10-4, and then you know what I put? Comma? Good buddy. Good buddies. Mm-hmm. That's right. I explained to my son, because uh, he heard that, and I had to explain to him what a CB radio was. And I had one as a kid. Did mm-hmm. you have one as a kid? Did, and was so excited. Actually, we didn't have one. We rented uh, a uh, mobile home to go on a vacation, and it had one. So, uh, you know, 
everybody in the neighborhood was all over it. it right? <laughs> for 24 hours until, yeah, we left. It was great. It was so exciting. My dad had one, and then for Christmas, he got me or my mom. Who, somebody got me one for Christmas, but it was like a kid one that you, it had two channels, like the emergency channel, and then one that you could talk on. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it would connect if my dad was sitting in his car in the driveway. <laughs> and so it's basically like break, break one nine for, you know, whatever my hell my dad's handle was. And I'd have to wait for him to yeah. get, you know, like I'd see him driving and it was dad, dad, dad. <laughs> and then he'd get in. Right, I'm here, son. Yeah. What, what was the channel that supposedly only truckers were allowed to be on? Cause wasn't there one channel? Oh, that and if was, you were on it, they would get mad, quote unquote mad at you. We believe that they would come and kill you. That's right. They would. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure that could be disproven. I mean, they are not good, nice people necessarily. Well, that's, the that's, a, that's a what's going on. That it's a broad is, statement. They're the ones up on I've goofballs. Blown in rest stop bathrooms <laughs> seemed like gentlemen. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Take that from him. Take that. Take that sound system from Paul Gilbert. No, if, sit if, there. If there's a documentary about truckers, I want to see it. That- that joyride—it's called Joyride. The documentary about the trucker. The yeah, you've given us no more information. You, you just keep repeating the same three words. Times. <laughs> documentary called Joyride. And what is it about? It's a horror movie about a trucker who stalks somebody in the street after uh, he's done. So your joke is that it was a documentary. Now I want to see a documentary about truckers. You got my hopes up. Garcon, he turned that off. You're not. You're not on. He, that's off. <laughs> turn it on. <laughs> Why would you turn it off? <laughs> the, the slow reaction time is <laughs> so gorgeous <laughs> and then lashing out of carrot <laughs> the best part i don't even know what i did wrong <laughs> Well, I'm, just, you were talking I'm laughing to a, along like I'm in on it. You talked into a dead mic for 10 seconds. <laughs> I can't hear it. I know, but we were telling you it was off. <laughs> and then you're right. That lashes out of him like he's the bad guy. Oh, God. That may be my favorite thing you've ever done. And I've known, I've known you upwards of three and a half, four weeks. Uh, all right. Paul Gilmartin's here. He's taking time away from the doom and gloom. As I say, each and every time he visits us, he's uh the mental, uh, oh God, I get it wrong every time. Mental health happy hour. Mental illness happy hour. Fuck! Somebody else started a podcast with that name, and I had to give them a cease and desist. With no way. The, they started a mental health happy hour. Metal? Mental health happy hour. Yeah. Why would they do that? Did they know <laughs> about yours? They claim they didn't. Hmm. Uh, but uh, I went and looked uh, at iTunes, and I think it was like an average rating of two. Oh. And... And like every other comment was, fuck you for starting this and using that name. Wow. Well, it seems like you're getting through to people, Paul. Seems like people are mellowing out. <laughs> seems like people are really... A lot of, a lot of inner peace. Yeah. <laughs> Might be time for another anger management episode. You may need to have an expert on it. I know you just had uh, Murray Valeriano came by to... Uh, that was an intense episode. Is that true? Yeah. He had never talked about losing his virginity at 15 to a 32-year-old tutor. Not as uh, entertaining as the 80s movies. Those movies were great, though. Yeah. <laughs> I've jacked off to those movies. I jacked off to that episode with Murray. <laughs> you might have missed the point well, of Well, it was video, to be fair. Well, you guys were right there. You were that, that was at Podfest. Yeah. You did that live. Did Murray put down his uh, selfie stick long enough to talk to you like a gentleman? <laughs> he did. He did. Oh, Lord. I'm not going to tell you what I did with it. I ran right up your ass if I know anything yeah, about you. Yeah. Uh, well, that's great. You, but you're saying that's a good episode. 
It, I got two I think, reasons to think there, that it isn't. I saw a lot of the a lot of feedback. I saw it was great, and people were raving oh, about it. He got really emotional. Murray Valeriano and keeps me away from that. The, the, thing, the thing that was interesting about that that episode is we've rarely had uh, an episode where it dawns on somebody at that moment the gravity of what happened to them and get gets emotional about it. And of course, you know, it's peppered with laughs, and you know, when we get uncomfortable. We go dirty, but uh, it's a great episode. Did you have a nice turnout there at Podfest, Paul? Yeah, you know I'm always at the kids' table. The you know the closet. You're down, down to that hall. that little room. Yeah, I like that little room though. That's uh, it's nice. It's perfect, I think, for for our podcast. But it hurts my ego that uh, you know. But I'm your show is huge. You're, you have a huge. Yeah, audience. but he went up against. Oh no, you were going up against the party or something. Yeah, they gave you. I'm going to say it on the air. The shit spot. Yeah. Now was that the only time you were available? No, that's oh. the time they gave me. Oh. But uh, to be fair, my core audience uh, is people with agoraphobia and social anxiety, <laughs> which is a terrible business decision. Yeah, yeah. that hurts the live show yeah. turnout, probably. Yeah. But at that hour, although in fairness, all right, let's, let's do this. It's also the end, the very last it's thing over. of podcasts. So it's over. Of people, maybe people were going you know, to do anything else. We've done the last show on Sunday as well. In the past, and it feels like it's over. It feels like you're kind of mm, yeah. people are like, oh, I got, I got a flight yeah. at six. Yeah, I yeah. I, uh, I insist you get a better time slot uh, next year. I mm. also insist that they keep you in that same room. Yeah. So <laughs> I can't disagree. It's not like there was a big line outside. They're too busy at the after. To Actually, the first year I did it, there were people being uh, being turned away. And by people, I mean a person. No, <laughs> there, was, there was more than that. But, yeah, uh, I like the fact that I lost to people getting a jump on traffic. Yeah. Well, sometimes people leave the Dodgers game early too. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of a it lot is of LA. Yeah. It's, it's classic LA crowd. But again, I think you were you're more against that live karaoke in the band with the with the yeah. band. I think yeah. the uh, the live band karaoke. Yeah. Uh, so that I think that's why they kept you down in that other room too. I'm trying to help you here. Uh, it's not working. <laughs> you, they, you know, it's loud. I, you know what? I don't. I don't really care as long as it accommodates eh. the people that want to see it. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to fill a bigger room, but. You know, the the download numbers are keep climbing, and I'm happy with that. Maybe, though, let's, let me throw this at you. Maybe Murray Valeriano wouldn't have opened up as much if it was a bigger room, and he might have felt he had to perform more. That's possible. As opposed to there, you know, with nobody watching. <laughs> Sad room. <laughs> right? Really set the tone. Well, <laughs> there was a tumbleweed that blew across the stage. Oh, no, that, no again, that's Murray Valeriano. <laughs> He is, he's very thin. Right? Do you ever see a tumbleweed hold a selfie stick? Uh, I, we, I tease Murray relentlessly on this very program, mm. but he's a good man. Yeah. and uh, Very funny. And, I, and uh, he uh, is in terrific shape. There's no doubt about he that. He is very Best hair in comedy. Surfer's the body. The best in comedy. You think it's the best in comedy? You, you mm. name somebody better. I'd like to think of a couple people. Carrot Top. Ooh. <laughs> Murray does have a gorgeous head of hair. He's got Salt good and hair. pepper. Right? Like that doctor of mine. Honestly, Stuart Goldsmith was here last week. He has great hair. Stuart Goldsmith has great hair. Is he the one that does uh, comedians? Comedian? Yeah. Yeah. He's a also salt guy. and pepper. Yeah. yeah. But and he's got the you know the English accent. Yeah. He's yeah. Got, he, that guy's he's got it all going on. We're gonna, go, we're gonna go fuck him for this. <laughs> you do it differently though because he's British, right? Yeah. What do you do differently? Paul? Do it on the left hand side. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Like the Dutchie. Yeah. That's musical youth. Mm-hmm. Nice job. Got to pass it. Yeah. 
Did you watch Westworld? Speaking of tumbleweeds, no, but I've seen uh, I did. Very conflicted reviews. Uh, I liked it. I'm going to give it. Uh, I'm going to watch more. It's, yeah, boy, that is it's a statement. <laughs> that is a statement. Well, it's it's very much a setup episode. Like yeah. they literally didn't even introduce one of the main characters because it's all just establishing what Who's the, the world. Who, who didn't they introduce? There's a guy. I don't. It's just a guy who I happen to know uh, the actors. Uh, okay. I don't know him, but the, I know I know he's going to yeah, be some on. Guy it. Who told you he was a main <laughs> character? Yeah. Well, no. You if you watch the pre like the yeah. previews for the rest of it, he's like he's in a lot of it, but he just hasn't shown up yet. He's I, I assume he's a regular dude who's like visiting. He's one of the visitors or whatever. Right. Um, but you liked it. I did. I, I I think it's a really interesting idea. The production value is insane. I mean, it looks yeah. like a hundred million dollar movie. I think it did. And, and the actors are really good. Yeah. Especially is Joel Brenner in it? He's not in this one. Oh, he's not in this one? I don't one? think he's alive anymore. But he was in Westworld. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's he not in this one? I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll keep was looking. Was there a movie called Westworld that, that he was in? Yeah. 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 It's, That's what this is based it's on. Based it was on huge. That. This is based on that. And there was a when, sequel when to that. When did that come out? The 70s? 79? 77? Wow, I don't even remember that. What year was that? It was great. And is it based on a book? or is Michael it? Crichton's book. Yeah. 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 73. 73. It was really good and creepy. It was yeah. good for 73. Yeah. Right. Like, if you watch it now, it might look ridiculous. But I remember when that face, when he takes his face off and you just go fucking... Like as a you know mm. as a kid, mm-hmm. I probably saw it on reruns. So I saw it probably was seven. I probably was ten or eleven by the time I saw it, but it was creepy. Mm-hmm. Well, this one has Anthony Hopkins. I like is, him. That's no uh, that's no slouch. Last time I saw him movie. in a movie, he was eating a brain on a table. Ray Liotta's brain. Yeah, Hannibal. that was a shit movie. Yeah, it was. horrible. Yeah, horrible. I wish that movie that. ate my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I can believe it. Yeah, I can believe it. Uh, all right, Paul Gilmartin is here. We're going to take a break. Uh, I'm going to go use the restroom. I'm going to uh, expose my penis to a urinal and uh, see how that goes. Uh, and then Paul's going to come over here to the big table. We're going to talk to him further. He's, I know he's got more thoughts on Podfest, <laughs> Murray Valeriano. I'd like to hear more about that episode. I probably should just listen to it. It's probably the way to go. I mean, that's why they record them. Oh, you, you recorded it? I think so. Okay, this was, uh, <laughs> uh, did, I, did I hold... I, I do it on the uh, the old cassette. And right. I can't remember you if I held press play down and at record. the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, That's you can't tricky. press the record down without the play. So you either press play and you were listening to something, yeah. or you recorded it. Mm. I was so focused on pulling my hair pick out of my back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. You can't sit on that, right? That's uncomfortable. Yeah, listen, Elliot. I got to Elliot. Oh. Loosened him up. That speaks to his his situation. Sure, he still uses <laughs> one. <laughs> Thought he was dead. No. Those are just the dreams that you feel in this room. (laughs) (laughs) They're just the hopes and dreams. All right, we'll be back. Matt Belknap, you're the one that would do any sort of hiring here, although I would sign off on it. Yeah, you like to be, you're the figurehead. You like to walk in and talk, but uh, all all decisions are final and uh, need to be approved. Well, listen, uh, if you're out there and you're hiring, uh, I will also come by and approve, or not approve, but uh, the easiest way to do this is to use Zip recruiter.com yeah uh posting your job in one place matt well that's not enough anymore is it no i mean that's a fool's errand if you think we'll put it in one place is going to make a hell of a difference no not 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 likely right if you want to find the perfect hire you need to post your job in all the top uh, job sites and now you can with the aforementioned is somebody moving a cannonball yeah that's a guy that i need to fire so that i can go to zip recruiter and get a new employee that was bananas it's like somebody's moving an anvil these yeah. are a lot of heavy things uh ziprecruiter.com uh you can post your job to 100 plus job sites including social media networks like facebook and twitter all with a single click find candidates in your city or industry nationwide just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in 
the ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. You don't have to juggle emails, Matt. No. Calls aren't going to be coming into your office. You quickly screen the candidates. You rank them. You rate them. You can rank them. Rate. Like a, same like word. F- it's like a fun little game. It, it turns the... the uh, tedium of hiring someone into a fun little interactive endeavor so much so that we don't need to hire anybody but i almost want to put something on zip recruiter right now just to see those qualified candidates come in and rank them that's right and then break their hearts when we tell them there is no job for you oh boy well in this case you want to hire the right person fast you go to zip recruiter uh and you could find out today why it's been used by over one million businesses and right now here's the thing our listeners the never not funny listeners can post jobs on zip recruiter for free Oh, cool. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash first. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash first. I was just talking about this with Steve Dahl. Yeah. And his joke was uh, that he also uh, uses ZipRecruiter. And I was joking on his show to uh, use our code, which is first. And he said... uh, uh, that his is ZipRecruiter.com slash 4,477,000 or something like that. Like, that. If we're first, that's how far away we, he is from mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the um, uh, the impact of that. Yep. Very funny piece of business on his show. <laughs> uh, look it up. Look, yeah, go, go hear that in the archives on the Steve Dahl uh, podcast, uh, Uh But right now, we're talking ZipRecruiter.com uh, slash first. Uh, you get to try it for free and then uh, do it up. Post once. Qualified candidates come in, rate them, screen them, rate them, hire them. One more time. ZipRecruiter.com slash first. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. We're talking baby powder in the break. Uh, but now we're going to go around the horn. We'll say hello to everybody. At any point, we could be interrupted. The uh, shirts from Podfest are going to be returned. And uh, that could be a, a break-in of some sort. Uh, breaking news. The return of the... Uh, uh, I'd like to do an on-air count of those shirts. I know how many we brought. I'd like to count them just to see that we sold seven shirts. It, it yeah. sounds to me like the situation is fluid. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's always. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about Very bringing true. Bill Curtis in to make some sense of all of it. Is this something I'm going to need a helicopter to really <laughs> keep an eye on? Have you ever been in a helicopter? Uh, I have. Where'd you go? Where, where did you go on the helicopter? Uh, Kauai. That's, in the, that's over on the islands. Yes. The Hawaiian It islands. was stunning. And I was so worried uh, uh, about Carla because she's a very nervous flyer. And I think she took a Valium. She was fine. I was freaking out. The whole time I was thinking, there's no backup. If this guy has a heart attack, this fucking thing's going you down. Go down. How many people are on the uh, helicopter at the time? Just, you- just, just the two of us and, and this guy. They're, they're tiny. And... <laughs> Instead of just sitting and enjoying the thing, I spent half the time going, all right, he's moving that step. <laughs> like, like, I have a shot right. Right. of getting his body off to the yeah. side. And there's no auto on that. There's not like a plane where you oh, can no. talk to somebody. They can kind of guide you in. No. You're, no. You're, you're going down. Yeah. I'm looking like, look at his arm. Does he work out? I think he works. Out. Maybe he works out too hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad, too. Yeah. Jack be bad for the heart. But like every waterfall you've ever seen in a movie, Jurassic Park, whatever, uh, just incredible, incredible. And uh, that, that's probably uh, a tourist, right? You pay a little bit of money to do that. that the? Uh... It was actually free because this is back when TBS hadn't been bought by Time Warner. So they would give you all kinds of free stuff. Uh, a dinner and a movie was just for signing up for cable. <laughs> they really wanted your business back they then did, they did uh dinner and movie was like in its second or third year and so the head of tbs sports 
was uh, always inviting us. We just had to pay our airfare, and they put us up, and they gave us all this free stuff, and we got to meet. It, it was the um, the Grand Slam. That's what golf the, the golf, yeah. The the winners of the four majors would play each other, and so uh, yeah, it was it was really cool. Yeah. That'd be neat. I've never been in. A, have you been in a helicopter? No, and I I do feel like it's the kind of thing I want to do at least once in my life, but. Uh, and I'm not a I'm not a person who's afraid of things usually, but that, that seems... kind of freaks me out. The older I get, the more. You know what I decided I got freaked out by uh, the IKEA down in Carson has an outdoor escalator, and that for some reason scared the heck out of me just just last huh. week. Like because you're going up, and it's like well, so you're only going up twenty feet by the way. It's only two stories, but you're outside, so the breeze, the wind is hitting you, so you're kind <laughs> oh, of just weird. going up. It was a little, and I'm like I'm not afraid of escalators, I'm not afraid of heights, but something about this, yeah. That is bizarre that that is allowed. No, that you would be afraid of that. I, I don't, what, well, could, what could happen? A strong wind comes and takes you away. <laughs> you know what I do? I'll admit this. I, do you have a sail attached to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Were you wearing that big hat you got at the garage sale? I should have left that in the trunk. Jimmy. Damn it. That's Jimmy. on me. That's on me. Was the crew battening down the hatches while you were? <laughs> they should have been. I don't think they were doing their job, Paul. I was very frightened. I'm going to say don't wear that hat when you go to that Ikea. Yeah. It's a great hat. Yeah. I always get nice comments you do, on it. it. And you do call it your lucky shopping hat. It is my lucky shopping Whenever you go to Ikea with that hat, you get oh, a Oh, I always great. get a nice bargain. Yeah. Yes. And you won't get the pilgrim discount. If, you, <laughs> if I don't, uh, don't wear, wear that hat. Yeah. I, you know what I do is I awfulize a little bit and I think about, uh, like, what if I had Oliver on my shoulders going up this escalator? Mm-hmm. By the way, I would never have on my shoulders going up an escalator. Right. But I fear, like, well, what if I did? Oh, this wouldn't be a good situation for that. Yeah. And then I kind of get like, oh. Right. You'd have him standing on top of your head. Yes, because we're a circus act. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's go around the horn. We check in over there. The Pop Culture Breeze Info Desk. That is sponsored by Dogpile.com. That is uh, Garen Cockrell. Hello, Garen. Hello, sir. Now, Garen, you, like a lot of other uh, people, now, you, you, it felt to me genuine you going to this. Others, it felt very hipstery, very... Uh, I'm going to go see Dolly Parton because I'm told she's great and I've never even heard of a, a, a song of hers. Uh, was there a lot of that happening over there at the bowl? It was an interesting mix of people. A lot of gays. What? Does she have a big gay following? She sure does. Mm-hmm. Whenever merch things is like a rainbow uh, cozy for your, I'm guessing, Miller High Life or something. Did you buy that? Did you buy the cozy? I, no. Did you buy any sort of uh, merch? I bought a tour book. I bought the tour book. Mm-hmm. You want to take a look at those pictures? Oh, yeah. Those tits up close. <laughs> Tight face. She did have some work done. Did she? <laughs> <laughs> she makes a lot of jokes about it. I do like that she also makes the jokes like whenever they interview, like she goes, I don't like doing interviews anymore because I can't just walk out of my trailer. And it's like, well, why not? She goes, I never leave without my wig. <laughs> but, but she does it like with humor. Like yeah. uh, She does seem like a delight. She, according to the people at Conan, uh, one of their favorite guests of all time. Whenever she's she comes on, she's great. Delightful. And uh, she, it's like a Vegas show almost. She's she's talks a lot to the crowd. Love it. Stories. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're sitting in her living room and she's just regaling you with Tennessee stories and songs. And, and you forget great. how many classic songs she wrote. Yeah. yeah. Want to name one? <laughs> What's your favorite? Uh, she wrote Convoy. Right? <laughs> oh, oh, tomorrow's, uh, tomorrow's yeah. CB Radio Day. So what? Yeah, just oh, that's perfect. Perfect. what? That's, that's sing a bar. What's your favorite Dolly Parton song, Matt, if you had to pick one? Well, I got to go 9 to 5. As a kid, I loved 9 to 5. I loved, song. I loved the movie. I loved the song. You don't go with Jolene. I love Jolene. It's a gorgeous uh, what, what, I don't know if it's the title of the song, but He'll Come Again. 
Here we come again. Yeah, that one. I like yeah. that song. It's a good song. It's a good she one. She did all of these songs. She did them all. Who wrote uh, "Angel of the Morning"? Isn't that Juice Newton? That was Juice Newton. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> but I don't know who wrote it. Maybe I, Dolly Parton. Wrote maybe it? you know what? You're, maybe it wasn't Juice Newton that wrote it. Karen, is that "Don't Call Me Angel in the Morning"? That one. Yeah, that's the. Mm-hmm. Just call me angel in the morning, baby. Great song. What happened to Juice Newton? She was a talent. Somebody squeezed her. She <laughs> threw her away. I heard she killed two people in Brentwood, and then there was this huge trial. No, no, no. That's O.J. Simpson. What? They call him the juice. Oh, my God. I misunderstood oh, you gotta that watch whole it. miniseries. There's a miniseries where they call I him. thought that was the juice. worst casting I'd ever seen. <laughs> but now I understand. <laughs> Yeah, boy, you, that had to be very confusing. Very confusing, that. yeah. God, Uncle he spent Juice. too much money on Juice Newton's rookie card. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote that song? Uh, Chip Taylor. Oh, did Chip Taylor wrote it? Mm-hmm. Chip wrote a lot He's of got it. a nice catalog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chip does. No I mean, you talk about Dolly Parton, but Chip Taylor. I mean, whoo. Yeah. Way up there. Well, he's, well, he certainly is close. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other song? What other hits did Dolly do? Uh, she did. Uh, here's a good a little a game for you. The song that got everybody up on their feet. Hour and a half into the show, what song? Wait, and it wasn't nine to five. It was or, not nine to five. Or I will always love. I you. will always love you. It was that's not the that. song that I was thinking of that that, that she mm. wrote. The big, she wrote that the for hit. the great Whitney Houston, yeah. who since passed away in a bathtub. What happened to her? She drowned. <laughs> I heard she got strangled by Juice Newton. <laughs> no. Again, you just you saw two like, news stories. You're combining them. No, you don't see the websites I see. There's some some interesting stuff out there. By the just way, I love I love this older generation that is posting stories from the internet that uh, from you know infoface.net. <laughs> you know, uh, Hillary Clinton had a knife in somebody's eyeball, and they post it like it's news. It's, and then somebody always has to like go, "No, Dad, here's the, the, the here's yeah. the story that was debunked." Like. Unfortunately, in a lot of cases, there is no one to come in and say that to the right. people. There's a lot of uh, a lot of misinformation out there, guys. There sure and, is, and hence the election. Yeah. Well, Paul, we uh, we go down a path uh, every four years. We make a decision in this country, and we'll be doing that again come November. Yeah. Uh, all right, hang I, on. So we have to guess. Pepsi or Coke? What, right? What song? About Pepsi or Coke? Yeah, Pepsi Challenge is back. The Luckily, choice of a new generation. Crystal uh, Pepsi is back. Oh, yeah. Uh, put your, put big, that in your cozy. What was her big song? <laughs> Crystal she, uh, Pepsi. Uh, Crystal Pepsi had that uh, huge hit, uh, uh, When the Morning Comes. Mm, beautiful. It was her big hit. Beautiful song. Gorgeous song. I you like know who the, wrote it? Oh, is it Chip Taylor? It's Chip Taylor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, I'm telling you, he's a legend. I, I don't know why we're just missing Chip's the, work. the dance remix of that is phenomenal. Well, you, well, you don't expect a dance remix from a country song, do you? No, but that one will really get you on oh, your feet. Oh, boy. Mm. They love the line dance, the Billy. <laughs> yeah. They like to get out there with their belt buckle and show them off. Do you think it's weird that it's a polka remix, though? <laughs> I mean... Still get some dancing. Yeah. Who doesn't dance to a polka? It's so wrong, it's right. I mean, it I just I just works. don't like being with a lot of poles out on the uh, dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> Do you call them poles or Polacks? I don't call them neither. <laughs> neither of those work yeah. for me. Are those not uh, politically correct? I don't know if they are today. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm not certain. Yeah, because we used to call them janitors. Oh come on! <laughs> We're laughing. What do you want? What else do you no, want? You totally shift. I looked at the camera with a, <laughs> a smile on my face. I was doing a take to a camera. You're lucky I'm still here at all. That's offensive to me in my eighth of a Polish heritage. I know guys, how to keep him busy. I have zero. What? I know how to keep him busy. What, what a Polish guy? Yeah. What, what do you do? Well, you just put 
turn over on that envelope. Oh, Close boy, thoughts. that'll get the polls going. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Did you, do you guys follow, I think his name is Owen Ellickson. There's a guy, that, uh, he just does these... His all, like almost all his tweets are just conversations between Trump oh, yeah, and great. Giuliani and Christie. Anyway, he did a whole thing because Trump was speaking in front of like a Polish American mm-hmm. Legion Hall or something. He did he did a whole run of things like just he's going, "Hey guys, I mean, look, I know I'm sure there's situations where the screen door on the submarine makes sense, but come on, you gotta get you gotta get right with it." And they told me they, they said, people are saying you lost the uh, the the recipe for ice cubes. Come on, it's just it's just water in a freezer. Just boom. Like went all like half a day was just that very funny. So good. I like that guy's. Uh, yeah, stuff. I wish I could plug his thing, but his his handle is something very weird. It's just like O X L N. So it was just like a bunch of letters. O N L X N. O N L X N. That is a bad choice. <laughs> there you go. That is a bad choice. Follow well, that guy. It's not a good choice, but you certainly should follow. A lot of funny, entertaining stuff. I, I cannot wait for the election to be over because my legs are so tired uh, campaigning for Trump. <laughs> it is. Well, it's exhausting. <laughs> it is exhausting. Especially in this town because everybody's against him. Yeah. Yeah, you got to run from people who are angry you at do. you. You do. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we check back in with Garrett Cockrell. We're still over there at the Pop Culture Info Desk. Pop Culture is Info Desk. Why even do it? <laughs> the uh, correction is what made that special. I hope, I hope they get a discount if they hear this. You should know this. They don't sponsor it. This is just a un, we've chosen oh. to plug them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Any particular reason? It was funny one day. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of what it was. Okay. Well, are you talking about Pop Culture Beast or Dogpile? Because Pop Culture Beast is Garen's website. Dogpile doesn't know we're doing this. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> They that. should know, though. And same with you two, t- uh, you turn turntables. I don't know what I got to do uh, for those people. That, what do you? Uh, uh, although that said, they, they have nothing to give me. You, know you already have the I've thing. already bought their product. I will take one if they want. You to stay away from one. my fucking good nature. <laughs> <laughs> will do, boss. <laughs> uh, all right. We check back in with uh, Garrett Cockerley. He's over there at the Bob Culture Info Desk, sponsored by dogpod.com. <laughs> Uh, we should look into. We do have real sponsors on our show. We should tell them that uh, they can pay, and, and we will spons- sponsor that. Sponsor his laptop because that gets paid. That gets said more than any commercial. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Somebody woke Elliot up. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like this podcast has turned a financial corner. <laughs> now wait a minute. Now who, who's the sponsor this week? Who do we got? Uh, Casper mattress. Right, Casper. Like Casper's a regular. Harry's is a regular. Yeah. Right. Want, if you want to fall asleep. Lie down on your Casper and start reading Pop Culture Beast. <laughs> Mott and Bo? Those guys get it? Sure. Put on Mott some... does. Bo doesn't. Bo's against it. Yeah. He's, he's, he's very uh, much a uh, contrarian. Yeah, know. he's a Luddite. I mean, doesn't even... Uh, I heard he doesn't even have an internet account. Bo? <laughs> Mott. I thought Mott was the guy we liked a second ago. Bo's the one that gets it. I'm sorry. It's Mott. He said it was Bo. Why do you... I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's Mott. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> ever seen a bigger no butt in my entire <laughs> life and well I, you could have rolled with my confusion why would, why would i i tried to Mm-mm. i tried to and you mucked that up I tried to correct me mr you're the one telling me that i'm pedantic i'm yes ending paul gilmartin our guest's bit right but it was just clear i didn't know what i was doing <laughs> i don't throw know me a life raft i couldn't do that because you're a disaster today <laughs> you're titanic <sighs> you see the bird coming but you go right into it the berg iceberg yeah I thought you said bird first. For Why that. would Sorry I say I, bird? Why the fuck would I say bird? Did we all think it was bird, though. Who am I, Sully? I avoid the geese. <laughs> yeah. 
And why would anybody go to a movie that you've seen? By the way, it's a great movie. Is it? It's a great movie. Great movie. Well, I stand correct. Who did? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great movie. Then again, there's a lot of bands that you think are great. So <laughs> that's just not a game we're playing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know a person that they've seen Sully that does not walk out saying it's great. Even Sully. Oh, he loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all about him. He's an egomaniac. Uh, like going to see a movie about you, even if it was anti you. I mean, if, if, that's if, how if Tom, Tom Hanks also known as internet comments. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta. I mean, anything with Tom Hanks has to have something going for it, right? I mean, he's great. Yeah, he's a good actor. I will not see Inferno. Is that the new thing coming out? Yeah, the third in the trilogy or whatever it is. I think so. I just saw. Uh, this doesn't have anything to do with Tom Hanks, but uh, Deadpool. I love that. Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really fun. fun. Fun movie. Yeah, uh, Ryan Reynolds. I didn't know he was so funny. He's good. Yeah, he's good. I kind of hate him. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a you know, John Ham. Even with the burn yeah. face, do you were still like yeah. jealous. Funny, handsome, yeah, outgoing, nice. Married to someone beautiful, I think. I forget who now. Oh, he is. Uh, who is it? It's um, Blake Lively. Blake, okay. Blake yeah. Lively, that redhead, that saucy redhead, Blake Lively. She's redhead? She red-head? No, she's, she's blonde. She's blonde. <laughs> Isn't <it> strawberry blonde? <laughs> Don't try to yeah, save this. Right. What about her sister? Who's her sister who's a redhead? Robin Lively. She's a redhead. From Teen Witch. Yeah. Does, she, does she not have red hair? She does have red Thank hair. you. I, oh, Blake Lively was in... Uh, that shark movie that I love. The Shallows. Shallows. Mm-hmm. That was great. Have you ever seen her sister act lively? <laughs> hold. <laughs> and hold. Thank and you. you are released. Thank you, Paul. I, I, Thank you for getting me off the hook. <laughs> I don't know if we're ever going to start editing shows, but if we do, I'd like to take that out. <laughs> Could you send it to me? <laughs> yeah. You have to use it as a, as a drop-in for your program? Put it in one of those jars, like when you lose a finger. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we'll put, on, we'll put it on a thumb drive and you can yeah. hang it on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> a little uh, plaque underneath. All right. Well, hang on. We're still trying to figure out what Dolly Parton song got people up. Uh, this was the song that got people up and going more than any other song. It was that one, and then uh, it, it was like the end of the show, so she, she, she went boom, 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 boom with hits. So this one started it, and this is whenever this is the first time anybody got up, and they were all up. And it's not nine to five. And it's not nine to five. That was the third song in that rapid fire. So it's got to be something that's upbeat, right? <laughs> not entirely upbeat. Mid, maybe mid tempo. I think I've exhausted my knowledge of her songs. Yeah, me too. It's kind of surprising a that this song is still. It's a great song, but that it's still. Is it known for her recording it or somebody else? It is re- known for her and somebody else. It's Islands in the Stream. Islands in the Stream. Ah, that is what we are. That's the song that got everybody up, huh? Everybody. Weird. Boom. Up. Written by the great. Who wrote it? Chip uh, Taylor. Chip Taylor. <laughs> it was not Chip. Chip did not write this. Hmm. Who wrote it? David Foster? Nope, but I will give money. You know who it is, right, Gary? I think I know who it is. All right, I will uh, give $5. I, I, I would assume it was Kenny Rogers. No, you're out. You get? Did you guess somebody yet? I, yeah, I already said David Foster. You're out, Paul. Chris Christopherson. No, but a good guess. Really that good was guess. my guess. Oh, no. Uh, Barry Gibb. Barry Gibb. Oh, oh that you makes sense. I think very, you've mentioned that before. That yep. sounds like a song he'd write. It's right. very Bee Gees. It's very Bee Gees, right? That's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> He's a good I wanted to jump on the yeah, pile, but, but that right. really you wasn't know, that's bad. That's the part that sucks. Is you want to, but then his, he does have a good singing voice. Yeah. You should hear his Jim Croce. Oh, boy, he's doing a one-man show. <laughs> I am actually trying to grow the mustache. What's it called? Don't get on that plane? <laughs> that man's a hero. He went back and he uh, he, uh, he honored a contract 
uh, at a college that uh, he, he, he was making little to no money, but he honored it. Mm. I want to see this mustache. What's this thing? Oh, it's almost no mustache. Crash. <laughs> what the hell? I think that's even your stomach hated that. My intestines <laughs> gave that a wah wah. <laughs> Holy pretty, smokes! I'm pretty sure that was a big bopper in your stomach. <laughs> that was bizarre. Fuck I'm having some intestinal troubles, apparently. Yeah? That soup doesn't agree with you. Yeah, it was delicious, though. It was a delicious soup. Okay. Was that homestyle chicken I spoke with? Yes. <laughs> uh, all right, what else, Garen? Anything else of import? I know you saw Dolly Parton. Uh, I have a celebrity sighting. Celebrity sighting! So that pretty sign. Here we go. Don't be fun, because I do not know this guy's name. Oh. Jim Croce. Oh. Well, how are we going right. to do this if you don't, Garen? I can look. I know who he is. Go, go get one of these, quick. Celebrity I wanted to ask Garen who uh, who sang Islands in the Stream with uh, Dolly Parton. Oh, uh, that's a great question. That's a good follow. Who, just one of her singers? Yeah, was there any uh, any special appearance? It was her and her three bandmates, and her guitarist sang, who has an amazing voice. I hear the guitarist in her uh, outfit has a great voice. Yeah, I heard that I too. I saw the stage set up, too, courtesy of uh, Garen's Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. Who sings that intro? That's Mike Henry. Mike Henry. Comedian Mike Henry. Not bad, Henry. right? Yeah. yeah. Do you, know, you know Mike, don't you? I don't think I've met him. Oh, he's great. He's great. Very funny guy. He uh, supplies us uh, with a lot of our songs. Great comedy writer in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and California. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Celebrity sighting from Garen Cockrell. Was you it at, at the concert? It was on, well, I saw a guest of the show on the way up. And then as I was going up, this celebrity, celebrity was walking down. To see the guest of the show? No. Who was the guest of the to show? To avoid the guest of the show. guest that one too? What? You want to guess that one too? Guest of the is show. it a regular or a one-timer? A regular. Regular. It was Rachel Quaintance. Rachel Quaintance. Yeah. Wow. Oh, because you saw I knew that. I knew that she was there, yeah. Oh. And, but she was there legit. She liked it. There was a lot of Facebook hipster bullshit for Dolly Barton. Uh, there, I've seen a lot of people there that kind of surprised me that they were there. They so. still paid American money for their tickets, So right? you had hipsters. <laughs> so Dolly's not mad at them, right? She's I getting, don't think Dolly likes it. Really? Yeah. You've had that on good authority? I've spoken to her backstage at Conan, yes. Okay. There was a girl about 16, 17 who got up and was singing almost every single word at one point, which kind of blew my mind a little bit. That she still... Because she wasn't gay? <clears throat> she may have been. You said she's big with the gays. A couple of lesbians right in front of me. You had some Benz. And you had the hipster. Sounds like there's a lot of beards. Yeah, there had to be a lot of beards there. Oh, yeah. Beards. Although the billies like to wear a beard, too. What's a billy? Hillbilly. She oh. uses that term <laughs> liberally. Billies? Hillbilly or billies? Hillbillies. She does? Well, she she is one. It's self-proclaimed she, hillbilly, right? She absolutely is one. Yeah. Talks about how attractive she thought her cousins were <laughs> growing up and how her, da- her mom said, that's not happening. I don't want no, what does she say? Two-headed, one-eyed, flying purple people eater or something like that. <laughs> Really funny. Jesus. Wow, that dolly's a spitfire. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, cousin is sweet meat. <laughs> I uh, I had a crush on one of my cousins. I thought yeah. she was very cute. Mm-hmm. Very, very cute. I did too, but uh, I did not find myself like, you know, thinking uh, I got I to gotta do something. I just thought, wow, she's cute. Mm-hmm. Well, I did something about my 
<laughs> I murdered her, so I would stop my thoughts. Was it was this first cousin in both cases? First cousin, but a first cousin that I didn't see on a regular basis, so it didn't feel like a cousin. Mm. Like, yes. It just felt like, hey, who's this cute girl at the family reunion? Right, right. Yes, that's that's how it felt to me. She she visited, and I took her to a party. I think I was a senior in high school, and she was roughly the the, the same age. But uh, uh, I liked it. I like hanging out with uh, relatives that I get along with that I've never met before. It's kind of novel. Then they get to know you. What happens? <laughs> they leave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they leave. Everybody then just breaks down. Everybody leaves. <laughs> Starts sobbing. Wrong show, Paul. <laughs> she walked to the end of the block and she said, I'm leaving. I'm going to wait for Uber to be invented. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Boy, oh, boy. She wanted out. <laughs> it it. It was hurtful. It was hurtful. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a positive goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So the celebrity you saw is an, an actor. Yes. He is an actor from television. I think he has appeared. Yes, he has been on television. Mostly known for movies, though. Yeah. And a uh, somebody that we all know. I, I think Matt will know him more than anybody else. African-American? It, no. Uh, is he a hillbilly himself? He is not a hillbilly. Okay. Um, John Lithgow. Is it John Lithgow? Hmm. Oh, no. It is not. Weird guess. Um, is it someone you would not expect to like Dolly Parton or someone you're like, yeah, that makes sense? And he was walking away from the Hollywood Bowl. John Barrymore. Uh, oh, he so was. I don't know if... <laughs> Closer? Warmer? I don't know if he came back. You don't even right know if he was at the concert. I don't know if he was at the concert. Alfred Lund. Do you think he he's just walking up and down Kawanga? It was Hollywood Bowl, or not Hollywood, uh, Highland. Oh, you were still in that area. up Highland. I see. Mm-hmm. To where the, I want to say where the fencing starts. Like right past that gas station area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they and bring out their foils and they start fighting. Maybe Oliver would be interested. Did we establish this is a man? We established this is an icing. <laughs> Establish the what? We're icing Elliot. This oh. is, this is, he, it cannot go unpunished. That's one of the worst yeah. ever. That's pretty bad. One of the worst ever. You don't ever. like that? Right. Who would? For Oliver. Who would? <laughs> Me? But that your brain should tell you not everything needs to come out. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, I guess it does. You know, it says two <laughs> things. Of show. Yeah. Something about that one seemed right. <laughs> uh, so it was by the ribbon church it was a little bit farther up from there but uh, in close that. enough got yeah. it all right all right movie guy why would i know him more than anybody else in this room hmm. i feel like i've heard you talk about him before mm. could be wrong okay somebody you've mentioned it sounds like uh, michael kane he always brings up michael kane michael king kane kane no same the older guy same, uh same generation, Region, perhaps. No. Oh, say, oh, British. Mm-hmm. There's a Brit. Brit. Jude Law. No. Boy, oh boy, it'd be nice to see him walking up and down Highland with mm. uh, that handsome guy. Yeah. Jude now, Law. is he? Uh, is this uh, my generation or older? Yeah. He's my, he's like around yeah. my age. Like yeah. A Gen Xer. He might be a little younger. Let me ask you a question. Who do you find more attractive, Hugh Grant or Jude Law? Oh, Jude, Jude Law. Law. You do. Yeah. You don't find him too pretty. Is there such a thing? <laughs> I like that Hugh Grant. I find Hugh Grant is more very handsome. charming and handsome. Jula is prettier. No. You know who I think is even uh, more Colin Firth. No, uh, Colin Farrell I think is a, a handsome guy, but uh, Tom Hardy. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's a handsome man I and an amazing that. actor. Yeah, I'll agree with all everything you just said. I'm not going to. Although I feel like every movie I see him in, I, it takes me 20 minutes to realize it's Tom Hardy. I never. He is a master of that, yeah, isn't he? He's a chameleon. Yeah. He's a master of disguises. Somebody should do a movie called that. <laughs> yes. But cast somebody who's uh, comedic in it. I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah. My son loves that movie. Loves it. He's a talented man. Loves it. He is. Yeah. And supposedly a very nice guy. We're talking about Dana Carvey, yeah. right? I loved Great what guy. he said about uh, fame. He he said, you know, if you showed a grapefruit every day on TV for a year and somebody walked past it in real life, they would go, oh, my God, it's that grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, Dana gets it. He does characters. Uh, was it Dana Carvey? No, not British. All right, uh, he's not British. He's Irish. I apologize. He's Irish, Irish an Irish actor, and he's <laughs> a year older than me. So okay. Liam Neeson is it? Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. No, late thirties. Late thirties. I don't know how old Liam Neeson is. Film, film, a little bit of TV. Is he in a movie that we've seen in the last year? Stephen Ray? No, he's older than that. Um. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait. Is it? Um, is he in Star Wars: The Force Awakens? No, oh. I thought that. I thought it was that too. I thought it was going to be. He's Donald in a Gleason. movie we have all seen. It was a huge movie from a few years ago. We've all seen, it, including Paul Gilmartin. I would assume so. Speaking of which, Paul, and I have to ask this. I ask it every time she's here. I want to ask you. Are, and, and I, I know the answer, but just for the listener, you are or are not related to Laurie Kilmartin. I've got to look into that. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Wait, was that the cousin you were talking about? <laughs> Oh, that would make sense then. Yeah, yeah very pretty. Very yeah. pretty, certainly. About your age. Very yeah. funny and witty. Uh, each level of cousin you go out from, one, <laughs> one letter. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 So I wish that is how it worked. That'd yeah. be really helpful. Be Jim helpful. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I was related to Jack Party, the former bear coach. Again, bear, I would look into that. Bears coach. Can't get it out of my mouth. Uh, give us more hints, Garen. Actor, the worst Irish game. in a huge movie. Huge movie. Was, was Billy this? Elliot? Was it Billy Elliot? Is that the movie? That huge movie, Billy Elliot? The <laughs> movie was huge on the, the indie circuit. Comedy movie. And Billy Con... What's his name? Con... Connolly is... Uh... Connolly is 90. <laughs> He's not young. It's He's... not Colin Farrell. Mm-mm. That's, I think that's what I was thinking of. Because was he oh. in, in Bruges? Yes. Is that Yes, it is our door. Garen, go Garen, get uh, your help here. Tabitha is going to be uh, stopping in. And you might need to help. You might need to help. A box. In fact, we might need to stop down to help carry. How many boxes do you think she has? Well, there can't be more than two since that's how many we started with. Yeah, but I know how many we've sold. You think somehow we have more shirts than when we started? <laughs> I think we got stuck with somebody else's yeah. product. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Why do we have comedy film nerd shirts in here? I think they're so filled very well. Sure. Uh, there we go. Hi, Tabitha. Is that, is that it? Just the one box? Tabitha? All right, Garen, go help her. Uh, we got for well, we, I really did. I got very excited that it was just the one box. That we sold an entire box worth of shirts in the last two <laughs> hours. <laughs> two hours. <laughs> of so, what, what are you doing, Paul? Uh, my headphones are cutting out. Okay. He can help you over here with that. Oh, okay. You think it's... Uh... We're having trouble with the headphones today. Yeah. I get uh, both oh, ears and then one ear. And so yeah, What's going on? I don't know. Mine? Is, right. is that better? Um. A little bit. Check, check, check. Yeah. Should we take a break to deal with We got to take a second break anyway. Okay. Let's just take it right now so we can uh, sure. be polite to Tabitha. Okay. And then fix his headphones. And then when we come back, we'll find out who Garen saw. Yeah, this is going to be the worst payoff Avenue. in the world. You know that, right? Yeah. Real bad. I'm intrigued. <laughs> 
Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Paul Gilmartin is on Twitter at MentalPod, and his podcast, The Mental Illness Happy Hour, is on iTunes or any other place that podcasts are served. Please check it out. It's a gem. Uh, Jimmy Pardo is going to be doing stand-up comedy this weekend in Madison, Wisconsin. Comedy on State, October 7th and 8th. He's at Penguins in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, November 4th and 5th. Meanwhile, uh, next Monday, uh, we are going to start our residency at Flappers in Burbank. Never Not Funny is live at Flappers in Burbank, 8 p.m. show. And then we are off to Chicago on the 22nd of October. That's a 4 p.m. show with the special guest Steve Dahl at Zanies in Rosemont. The 1.30 show is already sold out, I'm sorry to say. But uh, I don't know if you can try to sneak in. That'd be, uh, it'd be fun to, to pack that place out. So uh, check that out. And then uh, in November, November 17th, we're at uh, Wise Guys in Salt Lake City. One other thing, um, I guess I, well, I know that I am, and apparently Garen is also a guest on the Screen Watchers Guild, which is a podcast that we participated in at PodFest this year. Episode 260 of the Screen Watchers Guild is where you can find Garen and I talking about movies, and I specifically talk about Star Wars, which uh, you've probably heard plenty of, but if you want to hear more, check out the Screen Watchers Guild. Uh, all the dates and deets for Jimmy Pardo shows and uh, the um, live Never Not Funny dates are at jimmypardo.com and now nevernotfunny.com, I hope. It should be up there by now. So click the tour link and enjoy. Now I'm going to tell you something, Matt. Yeah? Just the other day. Sounds like the beginning of a song. I'm saying just the other day. Down, 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 down. Well, now listen, just the other day. My son is sleeping on his Casper mattress. And I laid down beside my son on that Casper mattress. And I was asleep in no time. Because it is one comfortable mattress. Speak. Well, I am. Speak? <laughs> it's not really a thing that you call out Test, to testify? someone. Testify? Yeah, maybe that's what I was going for. Uh, now, listen. Preach. I was trying to say preach. There we go. What did you say instead? Speak. <laughs> that's, I was getting my dog commands mixed up with my... Uh, I was speaking, too. Yeah, you were doing everything. Speak. Continue doing what you're doing. <laughs> Dude, keep on speaking. Now, mattresses, you know this. They can cost well over $1,500, but Casper mattress costs uh, 500 bucks for a twin size. That's what Oliver sleeps on. Yeah. $600 for a twin XL, $750 for a full, $850 for a queen 950 for a king and i'm gonna tell you something i'm laying on this mattress the other day mm-hmm. and by the way i never talked about it the second you you it's in, it comes in a box it comes yep. delivered and then you open the box and then it's wrapped in this neat little thing that you just cut a lot with the, they provide the tool it's mm-hmm. almost like a letter opener type of thing one of those neat looking plastic things that somebody advertised the real estate on yep and then you cut they get they show you exactly where to cut it you cut that and the mattress just opens up expands into the universe and you'd go well it's going to be crease or something because it would nope opens up right ready to go nice and i can't put my finger on why it was great but i know there's two things you like about the casper well you're probably picking up on uh two of the features that uh i think most people agree are great which is that it has just the right sink you know what i did enjoy the sink and it has just the right balance that's exactly what it was you don't want a lot of bounce you don't want no bounce right you got just the right amount well, goldilocks it th- well this is exactly what happened as i was uh, laying there next to oliver uh my intent was just to sing to him to uh, what do you sing to oliver when he's going to bed i sing a uh, you know what i have not changed my songs since he was uh uh a day old oh wow they are the same four songs okay let's hear it i sing uh rock about the ba- rock about baby mm, classic uh and by the way when i do this and he's gonna hate me for saying this when he hears this when he gets older uh you can see the recognition in his face that he's been hearing this like mm-hmm. you just see him get comfortable and and and, and you can yeah. just see him getting 
uh, I guess comfortable. It is funny how like when I put Charlie to bed, he can a lot of the times he's he's a wild man. He's kicking his legs around, going crazy, giggling, doing whatever goofy stuff because he's not really ready for bed. And then once I start the song, which I'll tell you in a second, is about halfway in. He'll he'll keep up the antics, but halfway in, it's like it something a, a switch flips and it's like oh now. It, it's magic right? it's like it's just like i know that this means sleep and this isn't even a song i've only been singing to him a few months but every night uh for the past few months I've, i sing dear theodosia from oh. hamilton to him and he loves it and he requests it um i thought he wouldn't care but he loves it and and that so is a nice it's, soothing it's a, song it's a nice lullaby yeah and it's about a child being, you know it's about a two children being born but it, so it, it's fitting for to sing to a child and uh i just am always amazed at by the time i get to the second part of it uh he's just like goes from a wild man to completely relaxed and ready to snooze and you see like on oliver you see, you see his little face where he's like yeah mm, this is <laughs> like like the way that he would as a baby like yeah. it, it happens again and so i do uh okay yeah, what are the other ones rock my baby yep. and uh they yeah, lullaby and good night go mm-hmm. to sleep i do uh, that and then uh, that goes into uh, hush, little baby, don't say a word. All the classics. You will mock. And then I, yep. and then I go into uh, one more story by Peter Cetera, <laughs> which is about putting a, a child to, uh, to sleep. I love that you have three absolute classic yep. lullabies, and then a Peter Cetera then an solo. El- song. Then an album cut. <laughs> but it is about. It was written for his daughter. Yeah. One more story, then it's time for bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more fairy tale, then rest your weary head. Mm-hmm. Go to sleep now. You've had a busy day. Yeah. And then, uh, but the premise is. Don't be afraid. I'll be here in the morning. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, it's everything's going to be okay. Gorgeous. It is actually a very beautiful song. Not unlike the gorgeousness oh, of this Casper mattress. This Casper mattress. Now, listen, it's uh, an obsessively engineered mattress. Shockingly fair price. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. Free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada. Try Casper. Now, this is, of course, this is their claim to fame here. In addition to that bounce and sink, you get to try it for 100 nights risk-free. Amazing. Uh, at home. If you don't love it, they're going to pick it right back up and refund you everything. And you know what? In these times where even when people claim they want to make America great again and they're making their ties and suits overseas, these are made right here in America. Bam. So sleep and uh, make bed time great again with this made American made mattress. What do you think like of that clunky it. sentence? I think it, the sentiment is dead on. I think you could probably sand off the edges a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> nope, I don't think I will. Okay. I, I think somebody should get a sliver from that. Okay. Uh, now, uh, you get 50 bucks toward any mattress purchase by visiting, visiting casper.com slash pardo. That is casper.com slash pardo and use offer code pardo. So you got to go to the uh, slash pardo, then use the offer code pardo. Terms mm-hmm. of, and conditions always apply like they do everything in life. And uh, so take advantage of that. Casper mattress. I like it. You like it. So, that was an eight minute commercial. Matt, you and I were just at Podfest. We were. And you made a comment that on stage you said, are those the Mott and Bow? Right. And what did I say? You said, always. Always. On stage. If you're on stage, it's got to be Mott and Bow. Well, that's exactly right. I've done shows since then. And luckily enough, I have a, a trio of Mott and Bow. You uh, rotate Gene. them through? Rotate them through. That's exactly right. Are they all blue? or is Now I got that one's a pair one, of black. black. That yeah. one never makes it to the stage, truth be told. It's mm-hmm. the two blues that make it to the stage. You're a, you're a blues man. That's right. Well, you. Uh, now, here's the thing about Mott and Bo. Oh, what happened? There's a new character here. Well, I thought, well, <laughs> Who's this guy? I was going to go back to... Uh, oh, bow, no, 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 no. Uh, no, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't either. <laughs> uh, uh, these are handcrafted jeans. These are made from premium denim. Yep. Now, let me tell you something. I, I want to just focus in a minute on the superb denim quality, the great look, the feel. Well, then do it. Uh, extremely comfortable. They, As you've mentioned before, you don't even know you're wearing them. They're so stinking comfortable. Yeah. 
Uh, price point is dynamite. There, you started a hundred dollars uh, or less. I wore mine yesterday because it was finally under eighty-five degrees in Los Angeles. So I was like, here we go, jeans time. Jeans time. And it felt great, right? It felt so good. Well, and they also have a free try at home program if you uh, if you're uncertain about it. Uh, I love the jean. You love the jean. Danielle's got a pair that she loves. Mm-hmm. Now the deal gets even better. Use promo code Pardo right now. Get twenty percent off. Okay. These are ridiculously comfortable. They're handcrafted jeans. It's a New York-based startup. These guys do a nice job. No ugly back pockets, right? Right. Not walking around in one of those affliction-type... They're very minimal, very uh, minimalist, I guess is the right word. They just look nice. Yeah. With a button-up, with a polo, with a sweater, with a cardigan. Uh, Simple aesthetics, great-looking jeans. Just smashed my nose on this microphone harder than I ever have. Uh, luckily, they sop up blood. The off chance I'm going to have to, my nose starts bleeding. Oh, boy. Uh, they make the jeans themselves in their own factory. Uh, word is still out of whether or not they own that factory. we got to look into that. Well, it says in their own factory. That sounds like they may. The yep. word own is involved, so yeah. I'm going to say they own it. They ship it directly to you, so eliminate, they eliminate the retail markups. Yep. If you're, now, if you're between two waist sizes, you're unsure. You, uh, use that aforementioned try at home program. So great. There's no way to miss. You just know it's going to be one of these two. You just send the ones back that don't fit. No price attached. No questions asked. It's free. They send you an envelope to do it. That's what I meant by no price attached. <laughs> I liked it. it. It just it it sounded like you've been practicing that line forever. And uh, no, just straight off the dome, man. Well, it came out very fluidly. Yeah. Uh, they just started rolling out jeans uh, with the 30 inch length. Mm-hmm. Uh, previously, of course, they only had the 32 and 34. Uh, now, let me remind you, go to mottenbow.com, M-O-T-T-A-N-D-B-O-W.com. Use promo code PARDO and you're going to get 20% off. Martin Bow jeans. I wear them. Matt wears them. Danielle wears them. You also should be wearing them. Mott and Bow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. I apologize for the early second break today, but, you know, that's everything that happens. The uh, T-shirts arrived back from Podfest, and uh, we had to be polite to Tabitha, and it seemed to go very, very well. She uh, did not come back. <laughs> She's under the weather. She's a little sick. Sounds like. I see. Uh, well, that was very nice for her to bring him by then. If very nice. Thank you, Tabitha. Weather. We did have a great time there at Podfest. Paul, we know you also had a great time there. I did. I did. And uh, we look forward to going back next year if they'll have us. Right. Don't want to assume anything. Right? We've not been asked yet. Usually we get asked uh, the very next day. I would imagine you are uh, wanted every year they do it. Well, uh, guess what? Then I say no to that information. <laughs> wow. Jimmy, like you... Jimmy hates when people like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a 180. <laughs> you, you, you come and you beg me. Wait, no, vice versa that. Huh? I don't want... You uh, beg me, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out, right. If you show yeah. any weakness, I'm out. Yeah. I want you to appear vulnerable. Damn it. No, mm-hmm. I got no logic on this. You want them to play hard to get. Thank you. It's my own premise that I couldn't get around. I knew what I wanted to do. All right. Irish actor in a huge movie. Just end this. Give us the initials. Well, well, give us the initials of the movie. Yeah, how about that? This big movie. It's probably the biggest R-rated comedy of all time, I think, still. Caddyshack. In the last uh, five years. Oh, The Hangover? Mm -mm. Hot Tub Time Machine. There's a bigger R-rated comedy than The Hangover. What is it? With well, uh, some some ladies in it. Oh, bridesmaids! Oh, bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. oh so it's that guy. <laughs> which, which one? Nah, what's his name? I remember an Irish guy in that movie. He was a. I met him at Conan. Could not have been a nicer guy. It, it seems like it. Is it Rice Iphens? <laughs> Give me the initials. <laughs> Where are you pulling that from? Give me I don't know who that C-O. is. C O. 
Oh, it's like it's, it's not Chris O'Donnell, but it's like Chris O'Connell. Oh, Chris, oh that guy. Oh, O'Dowd. O'Doherty. O'Dowd. O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. Yeah. yeah, he's a, yeah, he is. He's a really nice guy. Funny guy. Boy, oh boy, that game. I told you the payoff was going to be awful on that. It's terrible. I told you. Boy, oh boy, was that weak. Boy, oh boy. I mean that guy. Oh, so you saw a working actor? Yeah, <laughs> I I expected more. I like that guy, but I I haven't thought of him in a year or more. Yeah, why would he know more than me? I don't know. What I, was that just, logic? I, I don't know. I, I literally thought that when I was walking up the street. Oh, Matt, getting a nice charge out of this? <laughs> yeah, I did. Boy, you know, we love it right now. It's Matt. <laughs> I gotta call him. If you mention the headphones one more time, I swear to God, uh, I don't know how I'm gonna take louder. a swing from you because I'm talking louder. That's <laughs> to, the human voice. It goes through up, to you. Goes down. Oh, are they real? Are your headphones real quiet now, Paul? <laughs> That's because I'm whispering. Listen, while you're over there, tell my fortune. Hey, mm-hmm. what do we got? There we go. Yeah, we should be keeping score. We should be. And the score so would down. be the score would be Paul Gilmartin four, everyone else zero. <laughs> of what? Of how many times people make the fortune teller joke about this light? Yeah. I hope to God, I hope Paul. Paul, I hope, hopefully your headphones don't hear this. I hope he brings up the golf club story. <laughs> <laughs> you could have gotten there. Golfing. Oh, what's up, Paul? One of my favorite things about you, Jimmy, yeah. is is how you will snap. I see. And then in the middle of snapping, mm-hmm. uh, you will apologize. Do you have any examples? Uh, Wait a minute. Keep telling the story. I have to, I'll be right back. I Keep don't. Going. I don't have an example, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. Boy, I thought you had an example. No. We did have a nice time at the uh, Kona Golf outing this year, though, didn't we? It was a lot of fun. We, we you, Steve Halder, and his son, Noah. We, uh, I think we golfed the best you and I have ever golfed at a tournament, mm-hmm. and we still were what six strokes off the lead, ten but strokes let, off but, the lead. But let's, oh yeah, there we. That is fantastic. That is fantastic. That's for you. It's the perfect size for you. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a lady cut. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but again, Noah, Noah carried us. Uh, Absolutely carried us. Uh, Noah, by the way, was in a tournament over the weekend. You know, he's in the high, on the high school team. Shot a seventy-four, and a, seventy-three, and a seventy-four. I wow. believe. That's good golf. That is good golf. That is. It probably was on a decently uh, challenging course. Be, I, I, I feel horrible that I'm not going to get that accurate. Uh, yeah, right. It, it had to be. Uh, he shot a seventy-four and a seventy-three. What did I say? That's what you said. Now this was not miniature golf. This was uh, large golf. Let me full. Check, let me check yeah. with his dad. Yeah, full Adult golf. golf. Yeah. Full golf. But do you know? I mean, that's one over and two over par. That is incredible. Really great golf. Yeah, he's good. Good golf, Noah. Uh, and then we have our other uh, our golf outings coming up on uh, November seven. And where's that one at? That's out in Ventura this year mm. on some beautiful course that may or may not uh, be on the ocean. That'll be fun. Yeah. Right? I don't think I've ever golfed on the ocean. I don't think I have either. I've listened to Billy Ocean. Oh, boy. Uh, you yeah. know, he loves a, one lady in particular, doesn't he? Where is she from? She's at the Caribbean. Yeah. I think it's Rihanna. I think that song was by Rihanna. Mm. Is that true? Yeah. That's early. He's a time traveler. Yeah. <laughs> he saw I, I, I didn't think it was her. I thought it was somebody that was in royalty, some sort of royalty. Oh, you're right. It was, she was a queen. Yeah. Yep. I played the shit out of that album in college. I want to be your lover. Lover. I like that guy. Those songs are good songs. They are. No reason to be mad at Billy Ocean. Yeah. I met him once, called him Bill. Didn't like it. <laughs> What's up, Bill? Not interested in... Mr. Ocean would have been maybe... Arista Records is what he was Do you think about. he would have liked just Billy? Probably Billy. Yeah. Even that might have been a little too informal. How about Large Body of Water? <laughs> oh, I think that would have sounded offensive to him. Mm. <laughs> 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 Woo! 
Let's check in with Elliot Hopeberg. He's over there at uh, Mission Control, as he is each and every program. Uh, the thumb is up, it looks like. Uh, sure, Elliot, sir. anything of import happening on your end? Uh, not too much. I'm mad at my video game No Man's Sky for crashing, but you probably don't care. Wait, what? You're mad at who? So it's a video game that was a lot of hype. Very popular. Garen's also playing it. It was and the reason you bought the PS4, PS4. as I yeah, understand it. That's exactly true. It's a, it's a game where they've created this giant universe off of a mathematical equation. It's almost infinite. They don't expect anybody to get through all of it to find all the planets and stars and all these things. You can name the stars. You can name the animals you find and blah, blah, blah. But it's been freezing on my system, which seems like it shouldn't be possible. But Yeah, especially if it's a PS4. Right? I... Uh... I, I can imagine it's hard to get through that game. I could barely get through that explanation. <laughs> uh, Civilization Six is out, and I'm afraid to get it. Yeah, because I'm afraid to get. I'm afraid of elevator or escalators outside. <laughs> I know a lot about what you're talking about when mm-hmm. it comes to fear. Yeah, kid fears. Can you imagine buying uh, Civilization Six on a helicopter? You would oh, uh, be losing your nauseous. mind. <laughs> did you get nauseous in the helicopter? I know a little bit. You did a little bit. Yeah. I always I want to go back to Catalina because I uh, when I was there the last time as I've spoken about I slept on the uh, park bench like a hobo because the Dramamine uh, may be the most drowsy I've ever been in my entire life yeah. so I want to go back but I, I refuse to go back via the ferry. Well, we'll try the bracelet. Doesn't isn't there like an anti nausea bracelet? The the other thing you can do is just uh, stare at the horizon while you're doing it. It's only an hour long uh, boat ride. Yeah, it was horrible. Oh, there's one other trick too: is you could uh, sack up and be a man. Humor. We all have fun, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but how much more is the helicopter? The helicopter that takes you from That's significantly, be- <laughs> significantly. Garen, look that up. Helicopter to Catalina. My guess would be five hundred dollars. No, it's it's like a hundred bucks. And I think the ferry's like forty. And then, the, and then, does it land in Avalon? Or the airport's at the other end of the island. So, what if you have to land and then you take a, a jouncy, bumpy truck ride across the island? I could take a truck ride. I'm a, I'm a, I'm what, wouldn't that be ironic if you got all the way there and then the truck ride made you nauseous? I flew back. Don't you think? <laughs> I flew back on a friend's uh, plane one time, and uh, this guy had quit smoking crack about twenty days earlier. What now? Yeah. Wait, what? Wait, the start the story over again. You yeah. flew back from Catalina we on a had, private plane. Yes, we had taken he had he had gone there separately uh on his his uh plane and uh a group of us were staying at his condo and we all took the the ferry Did over you? there. Spent a couple days and uh we were out um you know in the, in the wilderness because uh, he has a special pass where he can go anywhere in his in his Jeep. And uh, his dog got bit by a rattlesnake, and its head started blowing up. Oh, Jesus. And so uh, he had to take it to, uh, you know, Long the Beach. Long- <laughs> One more time. Was <laughs> well, this the guy who owns Sports LA? <laughs> well, that guy's got a tough time, so I actually thought was digging into the limit. And I was just praying to God that uh, this guy was mentally okay. And, uh, yeah, he was – turns out he was – it was fine. It but, was fine. But I was just thinking, I am – and a plane with a guy that was smoking crack 20 days ago. Yeah, but he's clean now. He's 20 days clean. Yeah. He got there. As far as you know. Yeah. But you know, it's like your brain. It's always looking for something wrong. Of course. Wrong this too. is helicopter all over again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Those tiny planes scary. They're a little scary. Yeah. And even loud. A... Oh, really? Is that right? Oh, my God. So loud. Yeah. But my buddy, my buddy John Denver had a tough time. He sure did. Yeah. 
Jared Walcott. <laughs> I didn't know that uh, my favorite song of his was actually written by uh, somebody else. Uh, Rocky Mountain High. Is that the name of it? I think so. Oh, that's him? No, that that was the, the first part of it. The melody and all that stuff was written by a couple. And he said, oh, I think I can do something with that. And he changed it a little bit. But really, the bulk of that was written by... The him. music or the lyrics? Because the lyrics are somewhat autobiographical. So. Um, I think the music... I think they wrote all the music to it, and he did the lyrics I see. to it. Yeah. Okay, I can believe that. Karen? My apologies, then, for the way I reacted. So, No. It's not, is it? He's <laughs> John wrong. Denver wrote it. Yes, of course. I and then John Denver and Mike Taylor did the music together. So maybe that's what Mike so yeah, it Taylor's brother. There. It was there. <laughs> that Taylor family is very, very talented. In the biography of him, this couple brought it to him. The the music and the melody was there. So I don't know. Legally, he may. Are you sure it's that one or is the thank God of a country boy? No, no. It was definitely the uh, Rocky Mountain Way. Really? Yeah. Well, Rocky Mountain West Way is Virginia, one that starts West Virginia. No, that's uh, Take Me Home, Country Road. That's that's the song I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> it would not be Paul Gilbert without that, that scenario happening. Do you remember losing $100 here recently? <laughs> Can you, you pump this ad? Nope. No, it's this. It's this. It's this. Ah, it's that one. That's Paul, that's Paul Gilmartin in a nutshell, right? Can you imagine what my golden years are going to be? It is going to be me in an oversized outdated car plowing through the farmer's market <laughs> thinking I've run into a cornfield <laughs> and yelling at people what are you doing in my cornfield yeah. alright Garen who wrote uh, Country Road uh, Bill Danoff Taffy Nivert and John Denver there you go so Paul was right about, you just got the wrong song wrong. That's let's all that just happened. say Paul was right about something yes, mm-hmm. absolutely sure. well you were right to come here today yeah, yeah. how about that uh, I think of you every time by the way that I'm in traffic uh, this is and this is accurate. When I'm in traffic and the guy in front of me is not going, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Come on!" And I just think about that guy coming up to you, son. Get a hold of yourself <laughs> <laughs> with a look of both pity and disgust. <laughs> Wait, what's that story? I don't remember that. It is. I uh, lost my mind. I was like 24 years old and just caught in a traffic jam, and my light turned green, and people were still crossing across, and because they knew. I'm not going to go because people are in front of them. They continue to cross. And I was late for something and I'm laying on my horn and I'm screaming, get the fuck out of the way. What the fuck? What the, you know, veins bulging out of my neck. And like, I just out of nowhere, a guy dressed like he came out of a 50s time capsule, the fedora, the trench coat, the briefcase. All of a sudden his face is like two inches from mine. And he, he, he says with a mixture of pity and disgust, son. Get a hold of yourself. <laughs> and then he just disappeared. And that was like a wake-up call that I might need therapy. Uh-huh. Yeah, something is wrong do you with think me. That ever, do you think that even happened? Yes, I definitely know. That was a real person? That wasn't a... Yes, no, it was a real person. I don't know. You used to be all doped up on heroin. You sure it wasn't that? <laughs> the junk? I mean, you did the junk for a little yeah. while. Lady, uh, Lady H? There's my stomach. Can you hear that one? It's got something to say. That was you know. This is kind of interesting. My friend, uh, a friend, um, a mother at my son's school, uh, who ends up probably uh, the family where one of the families we're close with. Uh, her name is Rebecca Avery. She's an actress, and you've seen her in a lot of uh, situation comedies and commercials and stuff. Uh, but she's also featured on Wikipedia a lot because she got Jane's Addiction together. Whoa! She, really? Her brother Eric was the uh, bass player in Jane's Addiction. 
And then they said, uh, whatever the conversation was, you should try this guy to be the drummer. Like, she, she, mm-hmm. he also uses heroin, <laughs> basically. Yeah. But it was, uh, it's interesting. Like, she goes, oh, yeah, I used to date Dave Navarro or something. And then so it was like, well, that's kind of interesting. And then Danielle went to see Jane's Addiction with Rebecca recently. And then uh, I was like, well, I got to I don't think I know anything about these bands. They kind of came in this little group of time where I it wasn't mm-hmm. my yeah. bag. Right. So it's like I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go on Wikipedia. and I'm reading. It's like and they all give her all the credit for this band coming together. Did Danielle know that when she went to the concert with her? Oh yeah, yeah. And did they get get go backstage and stuff like they that? They did. Yeah, uh, but she didn't see. Because uh, otherwise, she might have been lying. Uh, and on Wikipedia a lot, oh, changing yeah. things yeah. back. Things wrong. Yeah. Uh, Eric is now the bass player for Garbage. Okay. Uh, mm. Somebody else is playing bass for Jane's Addiction, mm. which is weird because they were on the same show together because it was one of those Jack FM shows. No. And uh, I don't know if uh, – I don't know. I literally don't know. I'm not being coy. They. I don't know if they talk or whatever. Have you seen the documentary on uh, – <laughs> Hold that hold on, thought. Paul. Hold that thought, Paul. Paul, hold that thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talking docs with you. Doctor. Go ahead, Paul. You were saying? Uh, <laughs> the documentary about uh, Dave Navarro's mom. No. Oh, it's really good. His mom was murdered when he was like 15 years old, something like that. Jesus. And they go into the case. And uh, wow. it's, I won't say anything more than that. But Do you have the title of this? Garen Google. Just Google the documentary. Is it on Netflix? Uh, it's called Morning Sun. Yeah. Oh, I... M-O-U-R. M-O-U-R. Yeah. I think it is on Netflix, right? At least Probably. it was. It's really good. And I always... Re- I, I, uh, there's always a reason why I didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm bummed that I didn't. Yeah. You know, there's uh, some things in it that you you might find uh, arty slash pretentious, but the overwhelming majority of it is straightforward and... Uh, really compelling I liked his book yeah I read his book I also read uh, what's uh, Nikki Six's book I liked a lot The Heroine Diaries that was good too and I fucking hate their music you would like 6am 6am is great because it's uh, it's the good songs that Nikki Six writes without the awful lyrics of Vince Neil the awful uh, oh he's to blame for the uh, I think he is yeah yeah, because the 6 a.m. stuff is great. I also just hate the way all of their instruments sound. I just think that was such a bad era. And mostly, I think, because I'm a, a guitar guy, and I just hate. You don't like Mick Myers. You don't like the way he plays his acts. No. No. Well, you'd like the way that, uh, who is it, DJ uh, Ashba? Is that the guitarist for uh, 6 a.m.? Mm. Hi, I'm Jimmy. Yeah. Is it DJ uh, Jazzy Fresh? <laughs> no, no, no. no. That, that guy's the DJ. The other guy's the rapper. It's Jeff. <laughs> what? He said DJ Jazzy Fresh. It's, D, it's DJ Jazzy <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> I, I I'm going to let like, myself out. There's you know nothing. What? The glory years are going to be a mess. Yeah, where, the golden uh, years, rather. Where's the time clock? Where do I punch out? I like that you also didn't catch it. You oh, I know perfectly. Oh, you I, did. Okay, I, I was being uh, okay. I didn't. I almost didn't want to bring it up because it's just like, what's to be gained by no, pointing so out this mistake? Did you? Okay, uh, since we're on docs, we talked about this on the last Players Club, I think, but we haven't talked about it uh, here. Did you see Holy Hell? 
Uh, it's on my list to because oh, somebody wow. actually suggested that guy as a guest. Oh my good lord! Because we've done oh, a ton of uh, episodes recently about people that were raised in nightmare like religious. Yeah. Oh, you mean the guy who made the thing and abuse? Yeah. Oh, yeah. the filmmaker, not the leader of the cult. The leader right. guy would yeah. be a great no. guest too. <laughs> no, but, but I don't know if he would. Be. He wouldn't. Yeah, he wouldn't really give you because he doesn't know. Nah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to meet him. We got to talk to that guy. We have that. an unreleased episode with a guy who's the grandson of L. Ron Hubbard. Whoa. Why is that unreleased? Uh, he wants to time it because he's got a TV show uh, coming out, and I think he wants it released uh, around that time. You tell him you release things on your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> he was lucky to do it. He doesn't control it like his fucking father. Hmm. His father was L. Ron Hubbard Jr., who came to his senses and said, "I'm going to expose." You know, oh, my, really? my dad, wow. uh, L. Ron Hubbard, and the church just turned on him and was kind of the template for going after people and making their lives. And miserable. exposed him for what, Paul? Uh, I think a gazillion things. Um, uh, abuse of power, um, you know, uh, hiding money. Okay. Um, I'm sure there's a, a, a ton of other things, but... Um, they, even though it was never L. Ron Hubbard directly, it was obviously he had to know that they were making his son's life a living hell, like threatening family members. And, and so he eventually went, my family is going to be killed if I don't sign this release form saying that I will never say anything and I will shelve this book. The, the guy I had on, I believe found the book. Wow. So, yeah, I don't know what he's going to to do with it, and legally, if he's able to do something with mm. it. But he found uh, some of the, at least some of the writings uh, about it. But yeah. you saw Going Clear, right? Oh my God, it, it was one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. And I, I thought, wanted it to be longer. Me too. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. But it seemed like that. I thought that was going to be a turning point, and maybe it will be or, yeah. or has been. But it's funny how it came out, and everyone was talking about it, and then it just kind of. Things just continued on, but uh, it is one of the most interesting things in that movie to me was that the numbers, the membership is shrinking, but the wealth is growing because they have so much tax-free money that they can just continue. all their holdings, all their yeah, land, the property, and everything. Yeah. How much of a stereotype is uh, David Miscavige? I know. I mean, he's you're like, how can anybody buy into this guy? He's so clearly. A uh, psychopath. Well, watch Holy Hell. His dad has even yeah. disowned him. Is that true? Yeah. His dad wrote a book. Like, this is. And not, he, and not he my was son. a Scientology. He, he wasn't David Miscavige yes. raised in Scientology, too. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that Tom Cruise is involved in that somehow. What? Yeah. That's what I, I, the movie I, star? The movie star, the actor, yeah. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if it's true. I've never things. seen him there. And I'm there at least four or five times a week. You're a Scientologist. I'm not, I, I I visit. I, yeah, I, that's like 250 times a year, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's just weekdays. That's just weekdays. I know. Okay. Do you have your own lab coat? I wear a, a jacket there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, can you tell like which test tube is which test tube? And uh, not by just feel. I mean, I have right. to. I have to look at the writings on the side of them. Please tell me you wear your goggles. Oh, safety first. Goggles and gloves all okay. at all times. Ten okay. and two. Safety first. <laughs> Of course. 
Gaspital's on the right. By the way, I was watching that. Conan did a, a remote re- a while back, actually, with um, Ice Cube and Kevin Hart. Did mm-hmm. you see that one? The, the the girl was learning to drive. That I learned that I didn't know. Was, uh, 10 and 2 is no longer the correct thing because no. of airbags. You're supposed to hold it down here so that if the airbag goes off, it doesn't blow That's your hands in your face. But you can't drive like that. No, it feels I can't crazy. drive 55. I know. It's impossible. Uh, somebody should write a song about that. <laughs> oh, Garen, look that up. I think it was a couple out of... But, so it's not... <laughs> no, it was Chip st- Taylor. <laughs> so it's not too heavy, though? Talk about partying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, so they're saying that... The, yeah, like a... I don't know. Like, a, like you're driving a tractor. How do you Five drive? and seven, right? Yeah, yeah. basically. You should never do an odd number. No, no it's turning. That's, that, that alone is unsafe. When I drive, I uh, I use pi. No. Yeah. Wow. Just so people know I'm smart. So you're all the way around me. it. <laughs> you're doing the circumference. You're driving forever. No, 3.14. I'm just kind of. <laughs> oh, you're right. Elbow. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of where I go, I guess, too. Right there, yeah. Right there. Mm-hmm. How else are you going to jack off with your left hand? <laughs> right? Not well. I'll tell you that. Yeah. It's like somebody else is doing it, though. Yeah. <laughs> Elliot, anything else uh, that we need to talk about with you? I know you're having that situation with your game. Yeah. You know, it's freezing up on you. I know that's got to be a horrible thing for an adult to go through. Well, you guys were talking about Scientology. (laughs) I did go to the uh, psychiatry museum that they have. Oh, on Sunset? That's, that's, secretly, that's secretly Scientology, but not Psychiatry so Kills or whatever? Yeah, oh, is that them? I never, I never knew it was them. Uh, that's my understanding. It, it doesn't is. actually say yeah. it out right, but that's what I've was. This is the one where they, like, the, even the, the display in the window makes you, like, creeped out because it's like a, an electric chair or yeah. electric yeah. bed or whatever. Something yeah. like that. And uh, it's, uh, I didn't spend, there, there's, like, I don't know, eight or 12 rooms. Each one probably has, like, a 30-minute documentary that you could sit and watch about something awful about psychiatry. But the interesting thing to me was that I guess uh, every evil, awful thing that's ever happened in the history of the world is connected in some way with psychiatry. That's what I took away from their presentations. Yeah. Um, they also it's it's uh, it's kind of like a Disney esque kind of diorama situation where each room has different walls. There's one that's like a fully made out classroom. Uh, there's another one that's like a torture chamber. Uh, all these different things where they like they go to a lot of trouble to give you the feeling of being in that kind of room for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I hear the gift shop's great. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of books. They have a lot of books you mm-hmm. can buy in the gift shop. Uh, and, no, and uh, do they have e meters? Can you get an e meter there? I did not see e meters, uh, but like, like you said, they don't. They're not explicitly connected to Scientology. Right. How about a rainbow bear cozy? Did you see anything like that? <laughs> no, 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 no. Huh? no. A lot of pamphlets. I see. Uh, but they, they tell you ahead of time that you aren't allowed to take photographs inside the museum itself, which is fine. So they believe in photographs. <laughs> they do believe that photographs exist, I believe, yeah. They're against them. And that has to be uh, upsetting for you doing that Jim Croce show because he's all about photographs and memories. So yeah. that has to be personally hurtful Well, for you. You, this may be sort of interesting to you then because as uh, I was with somebody as we went out, uh, they decided they wanted to surreptitiously take a couple of photos of there was, the, there was a – like a – a map of all the bad things from psychiatry, like this kind of infographic. And uh, and then we went out, we left the museum itself and went into this, this, the gift shop. And uh, and she wanted to take a picture of me sitting on the little couch there. And the lady comes in and she goes, um, you're going to have to delete that. Oh, wow. And she says, and we know you took pictures in the museum as well. We have cameras. It was a very... Uh, I think they sound like a nice group of people. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is how I want to decide how. So I'm going to assume that they health. did not produce Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, well not so know. fast. Some could argue that's a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Frazier did more to uh, discourage people from going to therapy than anything. I'll tell you what, that father, you don't know what he's going to say. <laughs> Get a new chair. <laughs> What's Roz going to do next? I only saw about three episodes of that, and I enjoyed all three that I saw. So you I don't, know what? I don't, I'm the same way. I, for some reason, I never are we watched it. Because we hate ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's always on the table. No question about that. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it, but I, I hated myself for enjoying it. You, the thing about Frasier that irritated me is it's one of those shows that is a very straightforward sitcom. Not like like just basic sitcom jokes, but because it's about smart people, people think it's smart comedy. It's like the comedy isn't smart. The comedy is just down-the-middle comedy. The characters are smart, so everyone like pats themselves on the bat for let back for for liking that show and I, that just got on my nerves when it was on like stop congratulating yourself for getting this well, very obvious that was always thing. i 100 agree with you i i admit that i was being a childish rebel or <laughs> wow i'm not happy with anyone by donald trump uh very <laughs> against police i regret going to medical school thinking i needed that to enjoy creation <laughs> oh boy you that really was that was a waste of time yeah, you could have just gotten your master's so degree. excited I went right from graduation <laughs> to the TV set, and I watched that first episode, and I said, "Oh my God, I did! I don't need that information at all." Then why don't you use that information? To, why don't you go into being like a doctor to help or people? Um, I just I never enjoyed it. Oh, wasn't I never that? enjoyed you it? Just really yeah, I'm afraid of it. I'm afraid of blood, but I love right down the middle uh, sitcoms, yeah. Yeah. situation comedies. Yeah, uh, Garen, did you look up the prices on the Helicopter V uh, ferry? Give me the ferry price. Oh, I didn't look up the ferry price. I do have the helicopter Premise price, again was helicopter v. ferry. So look I... up ferry. By the way, landmark case in the Supreme Court. I know. <laughs> still, the ripple effects are still hitting us. It's going to be overturned, though. Johnny T gets in. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, Make it great again. Make the helicopter great again. <laughs> <laughs> the Catalina Express? Yeah, that's the one. I'm going to get there quick. <laughs> That's your problem. You're going too fast. That's why you got to say. I got to slow down. Take the slow boat. You, know, to you China. can save ten bucks if you uh, circle around South America. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. From uh, San Pedro and Long Beach. Yeah. One way thirty six round trip seventy two. All right, seventy two round trip for the ferry. Adults for the ferry. All right, so then the helicopter must be two fifty. The helicopter. I don't like that you don't save money on that round trip. I'm going to where say you want to fly out of. Uh, same area, Long Beach. Long Beach? Not that Burbank one, because we've done this before when it comes to Burbank to Catalina. We've done that. We, weren't we talking about private jets for some reason at that point? Yeah, they, know. You did a helicopter? Oh, no, you're Burbank? right. We were no, talking we about helicopter about prices. Yeah. We are talking about helicopter prices. Because oh, okay. hel- Uber was going to start a helicopter service. Oh, that's right. Like Uber helicopter. And we were like... Yeah, to Coachella. Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, well, how much would it be to go from Burbank to Catalina? Yeah, we did talk about it. And it yeah, was, that part we did. But now we want to know Long Beach, okay. Long Beach to Catalina. The same Long Beach to Cal- Catalina. The same thing the ferry would be. Same My guess is two fifty a person. Three hundred. You're guessing two fifty round trip. Yeah. All right. Fifteen minute flight time. Two passenger minimum. Two fifty per person round trip. Wow, Jim Pardo. Nailed well, so listen. minimum five hundred. Oh, it's per person. Mm-hmm. Because you have to have two people. So I bring uh, my family. That's seven fifty versus two hundred and ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder what happens if if you because that's designed so to go specifically from Long Beach to Catalina. What if you just chartered a random helicopter and said, "Hey, I want to go to Catalina." Do they let that? Is that? I got to imagine that's more than it's right. going to be more, more than, than that. More than this tour rate, tourist. So, so it's, it's three times. It's an extra 500 bucks 
Okay, well, that's off the table. Maybe you have Oliver go up and ask for tickets, and maybe they'll give him one for free. <laughs> or send him on the boat. You maybe they think he's Oliver from the Brady Bunch, and it's the oh, that's, uh, that's, the one millionth customer. Oh, and it all gets you get it all free. Oh boy, Perfect. oh boy, he was the jinx, but then it turns out because of him, we uh, get something special. You put a straight blonde wig on him, mm-hmm. uh, some round glasses. Mm-hmm. You probably have some from your comedy years. <laughs> <laughs> There are so many things about that I love. The fact that it's true, the fact that you refer to his comedy years in the past tense. <laughs> look at this. You don't have to look. Uh, I enjoyed that piece of comedy that I air punched. Um, I did watch, uh, speaking of documentaries, I watched the Ron Howard. Uh, oh, about the Beatles. Eight days I'm about week. 10 minutes yeah. into it. Uh, wow. Worth, worth finishing? It's fine. That's what I heard. It's people fine. love it, and some people are like, eh. "It's fine." You're yeah. not a Beatles guy, though. So yeah, but I like, you know, I'm also not a uh, Motley Crue guy. guy. <laughs> or did it break any kind of new ground? No. As to, yeah, that's my fear of uh, only the fact that uh, John Lennon, uh, boy, did he love those glasses. Yeah. <laughs> that's why, I brought, like, he committed those glasses in '63, and he wore them till 1980 when he, they were shot off his face. <laughs> <laughs> it might be my favorite, never not funny moment. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my favorite never enough it's okay but, it, it, but you, they're, they're, this is just about the t- i don't like oj simpson either and i find I, I, documentary I know, I know. fascinating but, but a documentary about a band sort of pre-assumes your nope into into the music that the band i watched makes. that uh, Kurt cobain one I, i'll in montage of heck yeah i what do you think of that mm. yeah <laughs> it didn't make me like uh courtney love anymore no Wow. It was like, oh, no wonder he shot himself. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be around her either. Oh, my God. Remember for 18 months, though, we all were thinking, oh, we were, we've been wrong about this woman. And then yeah. luckily we're back to stable ground. Yeah. Um, so this is just about their touring. Like, isn't that the premise of the documentary? Yeah, but it also. It kind of just feels, goes into regular. It's kind of just like the, that little period of the Beatles. Right. And what they had to deal with. And, you know, mm. it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's on Hulu, right? Yeah, it's on Hulu. On Hulu. Yeah. Uh, I want to watch that Amanda Knox doc. Yeah. The Knox doc on Netflix. That's on my queue. <laughs> I love that I tell everybody I'm a documentary freak, and I haven't seen the three documentaries you've brought up. But what have you oh. seen then? What are, uh, did you, see, did you I watch Frontline? I put the... a list on uh, my Facebook page. Great. A could partial just, list. Could you just tell us a couple of them? Um. What was the last one you watched? Uh, the last one I watched was oh, my memory. So I have blocked you on Facebook, so I can't go to look at that list. So just give also it a that it, it, unless it's a new list. That that list is that was like the last time you were here. I think you had, you had just posted that list. So okay, we need an updated list. I think as well. Yeah, you can't put yeah. fastball on there. <laughs> Got it. My stomach is making. It's not even my stomach. It's definitely my intestines. Have you seen the Barkley marathons? Oh, have you seen that? Yes, that's amazing. Right? That's. That's Truly another one. Amazing. I did not want that to end. I, that that was, could have just gone yeah. on. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So good. Like, why didn't they do it for the next year? Like, I want to see the. Right. Yeah. It also was just, like, I, I also had such low expectations because I was like, I mean, you said it was good. People said it was good, but it was just like a documentary about uh, endurance race. It just, I felt the same way, It didn't Matt. seem like it was going to be that yeah. interesting, but it, it really did the thing that great documentaries do, which is that, like, it's, it's focuses on that, but it's sort of about life it's kind of about like and you get invested in the character yeah totally totally when that guy is such a character the 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 guy who organizes i guess he was a guest on our uh on uh, russ mcgarry's podcast 
Oh, wow. With three white runners or whatever, three blonde yeah. runners. What the hell the... Right. Oh, Russ, don't be mad at me for not knowing. Have you seen Mile, Mile and a Half? No. What is that? That's a good one. It's these uh, filmmakers set out to hike along the uh, uh, Sierras. And what they set out to do changes. Uh, And it becomes about the relationship to the people they encounter along the way. But what's so beautiful about it is these... They're really good cinematographers, and I think it was right as uh, digital uh, video changed to where it's small and really high quality and great lenses. Uh, so the, the the scenery and the cinematography is just really, really And amazing. what's it called? Mile, mile and a half. It's about eight to 12 blocks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, it's a Pardo classic. You can't wow. Well, usually it's with time or... No, it's also with this. Distances? Distance, space, time. Okay, sure. Uh, have you seen the one on Jaco Pastorius called Jaco? Started it and it really? didn't, uh, wasn't grabbed. Should I, I liked it. Should I go more into it? Uh, you know, maybe it's just because uh, I used to read Guitar Player Magazine and they were just always talking about him. So right. it was kind of planted in my mind of who is this guy. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was interesting. You know, it's when I finally, and in fact, I, I, I think I, I could be called a liar on this because I, I erroneously said I've seen it. And I thought I had seen it, but I did not. It was the, uh, the Glenn Campbell one I finally just watched. Great. Um, and great it's great. Matter. It's, it's kind of heartbreaking. Really it is heartbreaking. Yeah. And it, it, for me, and everything's got to be about me. Uh, when I met him at Conan and they were like, you know, he's, go, he's not really all there. And but he was like very friendly. Well, of course, good to meet you. And it couldn't have been nicer. But now watching this documentary and seeing like, oh, that was during that time. Yeah, they they basically probably just walked him over to me. He they told you say nice to meet you, and he said his line. I believed it, but then he probably sat down and did not remember it happened. Like uh-huh. so, it was kind of like when you experience that and then see it, yeah. it's like oh boy. What, what was amazing to me about that is that he couldn't remember you know his birthday, what year it was, but he remembered. Every melody, yeah. every guitar chord, every, but, but the lyrics he couldn't remember. But just that is like almost genetic in him mm-hmm. to yeah. absorb music that deeply. And then when he would go, uh, here we go now. And then he would do it solo. And it's like this guy with no uh, mental functioning. That's a, again, not a good sentence. Uh, the mental capacity of uh, to, to brush his teeth. Plays guitar better than I do. Like he's just. It, by the oh, way, to be fair, anybody. Anybody. I was gonna say, <laughs> anybody it's a weird can. Uh, and it, you've seen the Wrecking Crew, right? Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Muscle Shoals? Yeah. Uh, I'm out. I've seen most music ones, with the exception of this. Uh, no, no, there was the Beatles. I did see the Beatles one. Yeah. And Beatles you've seen Anthology, right? What's that? Beatles Anthology. It's like a three or four part uh, series no. by the Beatles about the Beatles. Oh, oh which you, came out when they put uh, when they issued the that. book came out. Yeah, it yeah. came out a little bit after all of the CDs. That is to me the definitive thing because it's pictures. It's them in their own words. Um, it's it's nothing even comes close. You know, you should. But don't we should. know everything? Don't we know? No. no. No, that's if kind you of my fault with this that. Ron Howard thing. It's like I, I it's well trod. Yeah. We, I, I yeah. know all this, yeah. right? They couldn't hear themselves because the girls were so loud. Got but, it? No, but th- <laughs> this covers way, way, way more uh, stuff about their their personal lives, mm-hmm. things they've never talked about in interviews. Um, I mean, this one, this they actually explained that Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Mm-hmm. That was about LSD. Oh, it is about LSD, huh? Yeah. No, you didn't wasn't. know that. It wasn't. I did not. Know that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the story behind it? 
what, <laughs> listening this guy with diamonds. Go ahead. Said, but, I'm listening. Uh, his uh, kid, uh, John Lennon's kid, um, I think it was his, uh, went to school, and it was a thing that the kid had drawn and brought it back ah. to him. Yeah, it like oh, it. the kid was on acid. Yeah. But was that <laughs> was Julian or Sean? Uh, Julian. Julian. Sean who? wasn't even born then. I don't know when the kid's born or when he's not born. But you knew everything there was to know about the Beatles. I know about Sean. <laughs> Julian Lennon, what does he do now? What, uh, what does he, uh, Julian Lennon, anybody know what he does? I don't. Photography. Loves the, loves, yeah. loves the camera. His dad was such a dick to him. Yeah. Such a dick. Left him no money. Well, he should have made money from that Velot album. That thing was humongous. What was it called? Valot. V-A-L-O-T-T-E. Mm. Valot. We're winding down, aren't we? <laughs> we weren't until you just threw an anchor out. Sweet <laughs> Jesus. And Valot is going to bring things back. <laughs> I'm saying he should have uh, made a couple of bucks from that. He's a nice man. Is that my camera? Yeah. You asked what camera it was so you could do a take to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's a pro. Love it. That's a professional. You understand yeah. it? Yeah. You understand the uh, 16 years basic cable. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were there all 16, but you had a variety of co-hosts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Red Skelton was the first one. <laughs> right. Uh, Judy Garland. Punky Brewster. Oh, wow. Yeah. That the- show was, oddly enough, dinner and a movie, while it was on for 16 years, was still a little bit ahead of its time. Like, that seems like... If they pitched that today, it'd be like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And like they canceled you right before like that would have come back into being something like that everybody would yeah. want to watch. You would, yeah, you would, you would think, and especially with uh, the personal ad pitches, right, right around people fast-forwarding. I think that's when it uh, they were really like, oh yeah, this is. I mean, even though people have been doing movie wraparound shows since the fifties, um, I think that the thing that really kind of gave it some staying power was the fact that uh it was improvised and that mm-hmm. felt that felt different but the, but people. also like i get like right when you guys got canceled it's like when all these celebrity cooking mm. shows happen celebrity doing yeah. this celebrity doing that like it was like right before that, it's like now we're done and then here yeah. it comes yeah we don't care for this money we right. don't care for these all this cookbook money it's like an odd time to get rid of it. I, yeah. I, let me talk i think it was our age uh maybe that that made tbs I don't know. You mean yours personally? Like the yeah, I th- I don't know. I Tom Bergeron's on TV. I suppose they could have they could have recast it, but I just my gut tells me they they wanted to go after a, a a younger audience, or you know they just seen enough of the old chestnuts. Yeah, because it it we retreaded some some chestnuts. You you did uh, recipe more than once. Um, Chestnut soup. We did. I've <laughs> never heard of such a thing. We did rush hour two five times. Wait, what? <laughs> the fifth time, and so they would change up the recipe because it was a new advertiser, right? The fifth time you're talking about rush hour three and trying to come up with a joke coming out of the same uh, moment right. in the movie, uh, it's it's hard to to really sell that. Like, like yeah. You're excited to talk about it, and you find this thing funny. So, I, I bet that kind of showed. I mean, who knows? Who knows the reason? But oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told you that story, right? What story? Oh dear! Uh, where I went on a uh, audition, and uh, it was for a 
they were it was pitched as we're going to do a very edgy satirical take on current events and i get there and they've got you know how sometimes somebody will lay down a scratch track um this was like a video scratch track whereas people that were the writers doing like an example of here's the tone here's a couple of bits but we're going to replace this with the people somebody is interviewing a politician and the politician's nose grows. Oh, like a Pinocchio. Yeah. <laughs> and I got so angry, I wanted to leave. And then I thought, nah, just just stay. And the thing they had asked you to do was write uh, a couple of jokes about these topics, topics that you had never seen before so they could get a gauge of your joke writing ability. And you go in there and you pitch it. And the topic I chose was, do you remember when Leonardo uh, DiCaprio interviewed Clinton and people were all up in arms like, you know, what? what?" And and so I go in there and it's like flash dance, like the flash dance judge table where they're all seated across and, you know, the lady (laughs) with the glasses. And uh, they said, you know, did you uh, prepare a a thing for us? And I said, well, you know, the, the thing about... Clinton being interviewed by uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, you know, I I think it's a disgrace. You know, the presidency is about uh, dignity and, and, and gravity and respect. And uh, I think they should print that and hang it right where he got his cock sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and so you do the joke and I'll be uh, the lady with the cat eye glasses. And mind you, nobody says anything the, the entire time after I deliver that punchline except for this. Uh, I think they should have hung that right where he got his cock sucked. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) And I let myself out. Nobody said, oh, my. That's the only two words you heard. You know, there there might have been some very, very brief uh, exchanges after that. But they could not wait for me to leave. And I could not wait to leave. But I laughed so hard on the way to my car. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what else are you going to do? My favorite audition. My favorite That's audition. That's your favorite? Yeah. Yeah. More than the one that got you that 16 years on TBS. <laughs> uh, that might be my favorite. Yeah, it should be. That might be my favorite. It should be. You did a great job that day and it showed. You know. A d- decade and a half this guy was on the air. I picked the right one. Uh, the one out of a thousand I got was the right one. R- right? Yeah. Paul Gilmartin. Jimmy Parker. I say hello to Matt Belknap. Hi, Matt. Oh, hi. <laughs> I say we welcome in our guest, Paul Gilmartin. He's taking time away from the mental uh, illness happy hour. Uh, and we're done. Yeah. Took me – how long, Garen? Uh, hour and 53. Hour and 53 minutes to finally introduce Paul Gilmartin. I thought we were done. Nope. Taking my cans off. Cans are working good, Matt. Whatever you did over there. Well, mine are all fucked up now. I don't know what Mine happens. are great. What's going on? This one's on the blink. <laughs> Don't get technical. It's weird because I'm like, is it my hearing? Is my ear? Am I going deaf or is it just it's just the thing? Uh, just looking at that thing behind you. I Wait, haven't talked to. to this just went out. Yeah, my left is out, too. OK, they're all out. My right. My right. My right. Is, now it's frazzling. There we go. Again, it's technical. Terms. Now it's back. Yeah. So what are you looking back. at? Uh, I was just wondering how Cajun Jimmy is. Oh, I, oh, you know who I am. You know him real well. Yeah? Yeah, you know him real good. We, 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 that hurricane coming, we're very frightened about What is the name of the, the hurricane? Oh, I did one here? Yeah. Well, oh, boy, I probably should pay attention to something like that. <laughs> Doesn't affect my life, really. Yeah. So I uh, I don't know the name. Uh, what? Uh, Hazel? Is it Hazel? 
That sounds like a name. Of well, a what, what are you? That, that's a hurricane that comes in, and instead of destroying your house, it tidies it up. Well, you clean it up like that uh, Shirley Booth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you having for dinner tonight? No, we're going to go pop a jambalaya. Go down and go play a jambalaya. Good night, Creole. Creole. Style of music we're going to listen to when we have the jambalaya. Yeah. Well, I'm not educated. Nobody will claim I'm educated. But if you are Creole. No, uh, consistent with the voice. (laughs) Those are two things that have never been discussed. Oh, yeah. Even an educated person would know that just saying Creole at the end of a sentence doesn't make any sense. (laughs) I don't know if that's true. Creole. I don't know. Here we go. Creole. Going on there, you know, jambalaya. I, I dare you to name a second food that would apply to this character. Well, there is there's the one I can't think of. I always have two. It's jambalaya. What's the other one that I always say? Oh, you got the po' boy. There's yeah, two. Po, yeah, you got a po' boy. Get, that, get out gumbo. Oh, that's right, gumbo. gumbo. Yeah, that's right. You get your your gumbo. Mm-hmm. You, you you throw your some shrimp and your sausage in there. Yeah. And what's the name of the thing that you start out the 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 sauce that you use? Well, for, that creole. <laughs> you put a you put a base of no, creole when on when that. you're trying to make a cream based soup. Oh, you a Chris, th- you're talking th- about Crisco oil? Mm-mm, no, <laughs> no, no. It's a, it's, it's a, the basis of all gumbo, and it's really what differentiates you put a some, good one from a bad one. You put some flour, I know, some flour, like, a little cream. fat. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> I eat it, don't make it. Okay. Oh, wow. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, is that how it is in your family? That in right. your household? That rather you. Well, remind me again. What's the name of that uh, restaurant in the French Quarter? It's the oldest restaurant in the United States. Sizzler. <laughs> well, he got it. There we go. We have the pop culture Garrett Cockrell from uh, there. He is Mission Control. That's Elliot Hooper, the Andrew Belknap from the Mental Illness Happy Hour. That's our good friend, our longtime friend, Paul Gil Martin. We'll see you next time right here on the podcast. AK forty seven gone, not forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive producers Jimmy Pardo, Matt Belknap, Scott Ackerman, Adam Sachs, and Chris Bannon. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Thanks again to Mott & Bow for sponsoring us today. These are ridiculously comfortable, premium, handcrafted jeans from a New York-based startup brand that's revolutionizing the way guys buy jeans online with their price point and free home try-on program, delivering incredible value to their customers. For those unsure between two waist sizes, you must try their home try-on program. You get an additional size for free to try on in the comfort of your own home. Keep the one that fits perfectly and send the other one back with the pre-printed, pre-paid return label inside every box. That's convenience. Okay, these jeans are already way underpriced for the quality, but the deal just got even better for you. Simply go to mottandbow.com, that's M-O-T-T-A-N-D-B-O-W, Dot com and use the promo code Pardo for 20% off. Mottandbow.com, promo code Pardo. 
If you love podcasts, and you probably do if you're listening to this, you don't want to miss Now Hear This. You'll be able to see more than 30 great podcasts live on six stages. Check out some of the best shows in the podcast universe, including WTF with Mark Marin, Comedy Bang Bang, Dinner Party Download, Criminal. It all happens at Now Hear This, October 28th through the 30th in Anaheim, California. Just a hop, skip, and a jump from L.A. Don't miss it. Go to nowhearthisfest.com to buy your tickets now.